Columbia Lions football is on the air. Tonight's game on WKRM is being brought to you by Parks Motor Sales, by Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, by Ten Pin Alley, by Fast Stop Markets, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Family Dental Associates of Spring Hill, by Custom Stone Handlers, Brown's Body Shop, by Murray Regional Medical Center, by Quick Mart, by Davis Heating and Cooling, Sands Fence Company, Baird Financial, The Parker Group, by First Farmers, by The Garbage Man, and by Caledonian Financial. And now to the field for tonight's game, here's Lewis and Lee Maddox. And welcome again to week four of the Tennessee high school football season under these Friday night lights of Lindsey Nelson Stadium where the Columbia Central Lions will begin region play against the Shelbyville Golden Eagles. Hello again, everyone. Lee Maddox alongside my son and Lion Pride Award recipient, Lewis Maddox. Also joining us in the Marion Wilhoyt press box tonight is Drake Colley as this is the Murray County Game of the Week. And we'll bring you the call of the game at the top of the hour on both 103.7 and 101.7. Lewis, an all-important game tonight for these two teams, both at 2-1, and one, both expecting to be in the playoffs. Uh, they're, they're going to want this game really bad. If nothing else, sending a message to the other teams in the region. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and these guys, we haven't played them. We haven't played Shelbyville Central since uh, my junior season. They actually moved up to 6A uh, and now are back down uh, in this division in 5A. It's a it's a old, huge rivalry between these two teams. It's a it's a very exciting game, a game that I always uh, like to play, play against, uh, a team that I always like to play against. But um, like you mentioned, I think you mentioned a stat that Columbia hasn't beaten Shelbyville since 2012, over a decade, uh, you know, not 10 games uh, per se, but over a decade since the Columbia Lions have gotten a win over Shelbyville Central. And, and these two teams are really evenly matched. I think Columbia and Shelbyville have equal uh, equal parts at the athlete spot. A lot of athletes on both sides of the ball. I think it's going to come down to the line of scrimmage. Who wins that battle and who makes the least mistakes tonight will come out on top in this one, in my opinion. Drake Colley, good to have you up here in the broadcast booth. Oh, and, I'm... I know y'all just finished up the game game night, right? We just, we just finished up the Murray County Public School uh, game day show that always starts at 5.30 and runs right up to kickoff. And this is the Murray County Public School schools wkom 101.7 game of the week so you'll be getting our listeners will be getting a double dose on 103.7 fm and 101.7 fm and i'm just here for a little comic relief in case things <laughs> slow down and we uh, need it we and need columbia it. columbia gets on the bad end of this deal i'm just kind of here to uh to fill in a little airspace because everyone knows that i'm working with the dynamic duo of lee maddox and lou maddox right here on 101.7 on the Columbia Central High uh, broadcast. And uh, I just – I feel very fortunate, fellas. Thank well, you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank well, you. Good to have you up here. We we've been having fun these last three weeks, and uh, we're looking to have fun tonight. And obviously, this is a huge game. Columbia, of course, coming off that convincing win last week, forty-four to seven over Hunters Lane and Shelbyville, defeated Coffee County thirty-eight to seventeen. The week before, 
this Golden Eagle team, you know, beat Marshall County. And we all know too well how Columbia did against Marshall County. They beat them at Marshall County 35-28, to but and they lost their opener to Siegel 55-43. to So no doubt this team has shown they can score a lot of points. And that's kind of, you know, that's something maybe that Columbia's – it needs to be ready for. There's yeah. going to be a lot of a lot of this ball may be flying everywhere tonight. Yeah, and we saw the same thing from Columbia last week as they put up 44 on Hunters Lane. Obviously, a team, uh, you know, not up to the not up to the standard that these two are at the moment. But that goes back to the athlete conversation. Both of these teams, a lot of athletes, uh, and and both teams, if they're on and they execute and they've had a good week of practice, can put up a whole lot of points in a really short amount of time. Um, I think this one's going to be fun. The captains are about to go to midfield, and we're about to get this thing started. Yeah, the Columbia Central High School marching band is on the field. They've done the the national anthem, the Columbia's football team waiting in the tunnel to come through the the banner there of this human line of tunnels of of the cheerleaders and the band, and there go the captains there at halftime. Chevyville's team's waiting in the north end zone, w- waiting to come on the field as well. Or the But no uh, smoke machine, <laughs> which, is, which yeah. is an issue. I, I, I see number nine, Malik Smith, is one of the captains for Columbia Central High. He was also one of the, te- one of the players that Coach Goff brought on to the uh, game day set earlier uh, in the day, and I was talking with Malik and Jaravius Hall was the other player, number fifty. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get Malik Smith to crack a smile. He, he already, we <laughs> were we were an him. hour over uh, away from kickoff, and number nine, Malik Smith has his game face on and would not crack a smile. I, he, I, I was using my best stuff on him, and he still wouldn't smile at me. Drake, he's just a little shy. He's, I, he, 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 he was, looked he, mad. I don't. He, he looked like he, somebody he had done. He can get serious. I mean, he's obviously a great football player. I, Kind of took him under my wing my senior year oh, when, when he was a sophomore. Um, oh, I see. So that, that's that where all, all the credit to you then. Yeah. Yes. Is what you you're can telling. say that. Okay, you I'll can say that. that. I'm not mad at um, you. I'm just saying. But yeah, Malik Smith. I call I call him I call him Baby Lawrence Taylor. If you can okay. kind of see the resemblance there, I a little do. Bit. I do. Um, but he was serious in that at that game day show, folks. I'm just telling you, he he was serious. He was not smiling. He had his grease paint on his face and. Uh, he, he looked like he was ready to hit me, somebody on the set. He's ready to hit something. Joining him, him out there as captains for tonight's game is uh, number 14, uh, Jamar Morris. Also, number 86 is Tyler Huckabee. And then number two, Caden McCoy. And it looks like the Lions have won the toss. Krista Martin, the former vice mayor of the city of Columbia, was the honorary captain and tossed the coin tonight so she gave us some good luck we defer until the second half so we're going to go on defense and see what this shelbyville offense has got to got in store for us they've got some athletes yes, there's no doubt about absolutely it. that's that's what their whole team is based on and uh a lot of athletes for shelbyville they can put it all over the field um don't know about their quarterback situation i don't know he's, if he's in okay. he's, that's number two number two yeah uh, he's a he's a he's a dual threat guy he can throw it all over the place he can run it as well uh he's their biggest threat but a lot of athletes around him as well and it's going to be hard for this columbia defense to to get a stop tonight but they're going to have an opportunity here too early and uh i know they're excited to go it's the biggest game of the season and uh it could really push this team momentum wise forward into the back half of this season 
So right. there's no doubt uh, tonight against against Shelbyville, as you said before, Columbia is beginning. Uh, th- th- this is the first they hadn't won in eight straight games against against Shelbyville. But the series is uh, it dates back. This thing started in 1923. Uh, Columbia Central leads the all-time series as the Lions now come on to the field to the roar of the crowd, the home crowd here, the cheerleaders, uh, some of the students leading the way, and even some Kalioka cheerleaders and students are part of this entourage as they bring the Lions on the field. But this series, Columbia leads the all-time series 32-17. to Columbia's 19-7 and here in games against Shelbyville here. But the Golden Eagles, as I said, they've won the last eight. So they've had our number. They hadn't played since the 2020 season. Of course, you know, Shelbyville jumped up to 6A for three years. And now they're back down to maybe to Earth Drake to 5A. And for the past three years, that's been in 6A. And uh, the last time we beat a Shelbyville team, as you said, Lewis, was in 2012. Drake, it's going to be tough. Lee, the only way I can look at that is Columbia is due. You know, yes. as far as Shepherdville goes, they're ready to get that get that streak erased. As the Columbia Lions came through, I'm gonna is, are we gonna call that the Power L, as Tennessee yeah, has a Power T. Uh, now, of course, if if the band members get a little out of place and make it a little bit more curved, it could also be considered the Power C. There you go for Columbia. So, so it's, it's a win win. I, I, I don't see how they could mess that up. It's I mean, a I really don't. But but that was a beautiful L that the uh, players came running through after they came out of the uh, out of the tunnel. Yeah, the tunnel end of the stadium, and we're about ready to go, fellas. Yep. Yeah, as soon as, uh, as soon as this kickoff team comes on, it's going to be Beto to kick it off, Luis Garcia. Um, hopefully he can stay away from the sidelines this week. He had, he had a little trouble with that last well, week. Well, I, I think, too, he was trying to they, – they just didn't want another run back. You yes. know, we've had That's two true. games straight where they ran the kickoff and back, and an we don't update, need that. An update for that situation uh, – a lot of defensive players, defensive starters, and, and starters in general on this kickoff team. You'll see Caden McCoy and Jordan Davis on there, Quan Sims, Justice Haggard, and uh, yeah, Audrey wow. Smith on the opposite side as well. So hopefully <laughs> well, this, this t- coverage team can get a little better And, this and week. I'll tell you what, I went to Alabama, but the, maybe Coach Goff took a page out of Nick Saban's book, and Nick Saban says he wants his best players on the kickoff team. Here's Luis Garcia, and we're underway. It's going to be a relatively short kick. Um, Maddox Wright gets the ball at the 15. He's immediately hit at before he gets back to the 20, or they're going to give him forward progress. But I didn't see him even cross the 20. But they're going. Looks like they're going to give it to him on the 21-yard Great. line. This will be the the first first uh, first and 10 for the Golden Eagle. Great coverage from Brian Whitehead right there. He flew down the field. Another defensive starter, a, a starter at uh, also the starting fullback, but a starter on the defensive line as well. Brian Whitehead flew down there, made a tackle. And uh, that's what you want to see out of your kickoff coverage for sure. Without a doubt. So here we go. That's uh, the quarterback, Nathaniel DeLofter. That's the way I'm going to pronounce it. I'm not sure if that's the way you would say that or not, but that's number two DeLauder. in the shotgun. DeLauder, yeah. He's I mean, going to hand it off to his first man through uh, the tailback number 11, and we don't have his number on this sheet. So I think was, uh, I do have it on another right, sheet. The right side of that That's Chandler. That's uh, Rakirian Chandler is the running back for the Golden Eagles. The right side of that defensive line right there from Columbia Central kind of got opened up, and it was uh, Smith, Autry, 
who stepped up and filled that gap, but not before a nine-yard gain. Columbia, a lot of big guys. Like I mentioned before, it's going to be a line of scrimmage battle. Uh, right there, Columbia lost that first play. Pickup of nine, second and one. Ball spotted at the 30. Hand off again up the middle, but he's hitting the backfield with Caravius Hall and Autry Smith, the aforementioned young man right there who's had a heck of a season already. And But Jaravius Hall is that anchor on that defensive line for the Lions. That time, that time won that line of scrimmage battle for sure. Lose a yard. Yes. So third and two. Huge play right here for the Lions defense to see if they can get off the field early. Shotgun formation. There's movement. Is that going to be on yes, that's gonna be the offsides. Lions? Offsides on the Lions, yes. an automatic first down. Not that's, automatic, but they'd only needed two yards. That's going to be a five-yard penalty, so a first down for the Golden Eagles. Yeah. It's unfortunate. The right side of the, def- of the Lions defense just couldn't hold their water right there. And the, and the quarterback knows that. He probably gave them a quick count down there and, uh, and got, got the Lions to jump offsides. I'm just saying, if you're watching, you can stream us on Facebook Live at 103.7 WKRM. And here's another great stand by the defensive line. A pride of lines made that stop as there was a loss maybe. or he, I guess he got back to the line of scrimmage, so no gain. Second and ten at the 34-yard line of the Golden Eagles. Someone, I'll, tell you, some, I'll tell you what, if you let me jump in here, yeah. Shevable, just from the eye test, they've got some – They've got some pretty big boys on their offensive line. You can call yeah. them anything but late for dinner because they're going to be upset. And uh, these these guys are so big, and they they get rolling. They look like they could move move some people off the ball. Uh, but let's see. The lines have held so far. It's second and ten. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that could hurt you at times, but that, that's also where Columbia's speed up front uh, can come in handy for sure. Just underway. Here's a fake up the middle and a pass, and it's caught and dropped. Good Quan defense Sims. over there. Who is that? Juan Sims. Juan Sims defending on the far side on that quick pass, out outlet pass there to by Micah, DeLofter. Micah Threat was a receiver right there that hit him in the hands, and immediately the contact was made by the Columbia defender and knocked it out of his hands. Here's a huge play for the Lions now, third and ten to try to get off the field in this early beginning of this first quarter of this ball game, 9.51 on the clock here in this first quarter. Tried to get him off sides again, but that yeah. time Columbia didn't fall for it. You might hear some of the coaches up here. It did look like maybe one of the linemen moved or a receiver moved for Shelbyville, but no call. And the play clock looks like they've gotten 50 seconds. He's going to fake it. DeLofter's keeping it himself up the middle. He's not going to make the first down, but he gets close. It's going to be fourth and about two to make it for the first down. He gets to about the 43-yard line of the Golden Eagles. It'd be bold to try to go for this one here, but it, it looks like looks they're, like they're going right to try. Right now, they're going to stay with it. So At this, this point, is where you step up. Yeah, and this point is, is where you don't want to have those mistakes that I was talking about pregame like you had on the last third down and short. This one, fourth down and short, even more important. you got to hold your water uh, on those hard counts, and it looks like that's what they're going to do. They, He's going under center. They might, they might try a hard count here. If it doesn't work, then they'll just take the penalty and kick. Here's the Lofter in the shotgun, moving some of his men around. He's going to hand off right up the middle. He's got his first down. Chandler crosses the 45, gets enough for the first down, pick up a three or four on the play. Pretty gutsy call this early in the ballgame. I'm just going to. Well, he was. Yeah. 
Pretty gutsy call. Kind of like last night, Dan Campbell with the Lions, yes. right? Inside the 20 to go for it. <laughs> Tennessee boy, Jalen Reeves-Maven picked that thing up, and then they went 90 yards for a touchdown. So oh, it worked out pretty well for them. Well, let's hope we can stop this right here, right now. We need a turnover. He, he might try to throw it this time. Let's see what happens. DeLofter in that shotgun, and he is looking to throw. He's got it across the middle, and it's complete. Across, quick slant across the middle, crosses midfield all the way to the 33-yard line of Columbia. Goes the receiver, Ron Ransom. So a, a pretty good play there from the quarterback to the wide receiver to get another first down for the Golden Eagles now in Columbia Territory. Yeah, the tackle Beautiful. was eventually made by Jordan Davis, but just definitely not in time. Beautiful about 12-yard rope straight to Ransom there. Just beautiful throw. That's movement, and they didn't call it on the back, I thought. That back moved early. Good time by that Columbia defensive line right there to step up. Malik Smith coming up from the linebacker spot as well, as well as Roland, Roland Manning, Manning on that side. Yeah, Cam Bratton in there as well. Good job shedding blocks and uh, not allowing much on that run play right there. Still a couple yards, but they met him at the line of scrimmage. Certainly we don't have the same officials calling the KC game last night as we do calling tonight's game with that right tackle for Kansas City. Looked like he was pulling out early Every play, play to play. Yeah. And lining up in the backfield. Second yes. and eight for the Golden Eagles. Ball spotted at the Columbia 31-yard line. Seven minutes, 35 seconds. Golofter looking to throw. He throws on the far side. He's got a first down. Got a man open over there. Finally gets him down to the 20. Goes right outside on the far sideline. So another first down, another pickup of first down for the Golden Eagles. That one to three as well. Or three. Yeah, they're running a lot of they're running a lot of ten yard ups, and then they're coming the comeback route right there is uh, a lot of them on Quan Sims too. They're running up, they stop, turn around real quick, and the ball is right there on them from DeLauder. Um, and right now, Quan Sims can't really break back on the ball as well as Threat is doing, um, and that's hurting them. He's open, and, they're, and, they're, and they keep on doing it. It's working, so they're not going to stop doing it. DeLauder is delivering that ball with a lot of velocity and accuracy right now on this drive. Not Two sure beautiful plat passes in a row. This play clock just got started. I'm not sure what in the world is going on with that. They just gave them three, 15 seconds there on this play right here. And that, that back moved again quick. Can you do that? He gives it to that back. 31 is Robert Bailey who uh, picks up good yardage there on first down. It's going to be second and four to get it all the way down to the Columbia 16-yard line, I believe, where they'll Lee, spot it. He might be able to move no. laterally, but not but not forward. As, as, and he yes. looked like he was moving forward right there before the ball was snapped. Yeah, I'm not sure. But that, they, they're, they're down to the 14-yard line now of Columbia, uh, where it'll be second and a short five, we'll call it. Well, here's DeLauder. Takes a snap. Gives it to a new run. No, he keeps it himself. He's got it himself, and he's going to make his way close. Looks like he's going to pick up the first down just inside the 10-yard line. So it's going to be first and goal now for the Golden Eagles on this opening drive that's taken up about half of this uh, this first quarter already. Yeah, the run game is really killing Columbia. You know, if they hand it off, it's usually stopped well by that front four from, from Columbia's defensive line. But DeLauder right now is is a real threat on the ground, as I mentioned previously. He's not just a threat through the air. He can run it himself as well, a real true dual threat quarterback. And he picks up the first down right there. And I believe that's a first and goal. It is first and goal. 
clock approaching six minutes ago. So they basically had it half the period here on this one opening drive that began uh, just short of the 20-yard line. I think around the 19 is where this drive started. So here's DeLauder in the backfield with him is Crenshaw, and he's going to give it to him on the right side, and he's going to pick up good yardage again down to the five is where he'll get to, where it'll be second and goal from the five. Yeah, it was it was uh, Ferguson and Cam Bratton right there who kind of uh, collapsed in on, on the running back that was falling through the hole in between them, the B-hole right there off the guard and the tackle in between those two guys. And... Um, the running back kind of just fell forward, still picked up a good yardage. Right now, this line of scrimmage for Shelbyville winning the battle. Another handoff up the middle to Crenshaw. He gets to about the three. So it's going to be third and goal from the three. So, you know, you've, you've, you've let them drive this far, but there is a chance that you could stop them right here the, on these next two downs to try to turn them away. And we've seen that before a lot yes. of times. Uh, Columbia defense a, a, a real bend don't break kind of defense. They let them get down here. And they play really, really well uh, inside the 20, even the 10 yard line even more so. But with some people going for it earlier. Here's Crenshaw up the middle and he's not going to make it. He's going to oh no, they're pushing they him dragged. across. Let's see what the, they've got a flag. There's a flag down. He gets to the one. They're marking him short. You can he, push, but you cannot pull him in. Referees are huddling up to discuss what this infraction is. Let's hope it's on the Golden Eagles. And Hildreth coming in there for Savion Ferguson. He'll be playing on that interior. Actually, he moves out the defensive end on the left side. What's the call, Mr. Ref? That's pushing or that sideline warning? Is yeah. that no, no? He was calling that on the. Not, I mean, that's the same penalty. I mean, the same call for a sideline warning, but he was calling it like they're pushing. <laughs> they're pushing the players. So. Yes, and we are We are with this with this crew that we had for the Marshall County game that no one is a fan of, to be quite honest. So that's big, though, for Columbia. Let, let's hope. It's still third down, but it's going to back them up. I can't see where they're spotting it. I guess at the eight. The ball spotted now at the maybe the eight or the nine. I can't quite make it out. Maybe this scoreboard showing the seven. I believe it's either the eight. So this is going to be a big play here for the Columbia defense. Well, to that to this crew's credit, they got that call right. Yes. It took them a while, but but they got it in. They're trying to get this crowd riled up over here on the home side for Columbia. And to, it's a good crowd, too. Yes, it is, to try to get some support for that Columbia defense. Here's DeLauder. He's just going to hand it. No, he's going to throw it across the middle, and it's dipped away. Malik Smith. And I'm not, somebody else hit that ball as well is Jamar Mark. Quan uh, Sims. Yes, Both of them were in on that to stop it, and it looks like that Shelbyville is going to try to attempt a field goal. There you go. And that was, a, that was so, a good, really good coverage defensively. It was a, the middle linebacker right there also had a chance to tip that ball uh, and, and make a play on it. Going to be a 25-yard field goal attempt by the Golden Eagles. There's the snap, the set, the kick, and it looks good, and it is good. There you go. So with four minutes and eight seconds to go here in this first quarter, goodness gracious, an eight-minute drive. Gets the Shelbyville Golden Eagles three points. 
and the first points of the game they lead over Columbia three to nothing. And here you go right here. You can see this. You can see this broken up pass on third down once again on this Facebook live stream. Just a quick slant to the inside, and then it's it was Malik. Yeah, Malik was right there defending. Receiver still had a chance to come up with that football, but another good defensive stand within the 10-yard line from the Columbia defense, and they come away with three when it really looked like there for a second it was going to be seven pretty easily. So at least uh, an 81-yard drive that nets the Golden Eagles three points. That's a whole lot better than giving up that touchdown. Absolutely. So, thank goodness. And back deep, let's see what we do. Back deep was Justice Haggard and Caden McCoy and Jordan Davis are back deep for the Lions to hopefully receive this kickoff and take it back. And we got to get some offense going right here. We haven't even – it seems like we've played a long time, and yet we haven't even touched the ball yet. Shelbyville did a good job of, of, of on that drive, keeping that ball – Seven Moving. minutes and 52 seconds yep. taken and, uh, off the clock. And, of course, the key right there was that decision by the, by Shovel to go for four, on that fourth and two. Sure was. Uh, to keep the drive alive on their side of the field. Here's Shelbyville kicking off from their 40. Belzelberger, good kick. It's going to go to Jordan Davis at the goal line. At the, at the goal line. He's across the 20. Cross almost breaks through from a tackle, gets across the 30. He's going to get up to the 31-yard line. So Jordan Davis, I'll tell you, gets up. It, it is something special to watch. He's dangerous. I think everybody's holding their breath every time he takes off. There you go. You can see it again on this Facebook live stream as Davis gets a good return all the way up to about the 31-yard line as he cuts away right there to the left side, breaks a couple of tackles, and finally gets drugged down there at about the 32 officially. Here we go. Here we go with Cason Tice at quarterback for the Lions. Caden McCoy on his left hip in the shotgun formation. He's looking to throw. There's Tice to complete to Jordan Davis for a first down just like that. A quick pitch out to the right side of the field. Jordan Davis from Cason Tice, 10 yards. Yeah, fantastic play right there. That's exactly what Shelbyville was doing, getting down the field on their first drive. Uh, just a quick up and then back route from Jordan Davis right there. Ball was right on him. That's exactly what Case and Tice uh, is supposed to do. Have it right there for when he turns back around. It should be the first thing he sees. It was right there and a good pickup on first down. And now they're signaling first down. It was a pickup of 10. Yeah, had to be a first down. They're going to spot the ball at the, 40, at the Columbia 42-yard line. Now Tice under center. McCoy, the lone setback. Two receivers to his left. Fakes to McCoy, looking to throw again. The left-hander finds his man, Malik Smith, at the 50. He's across down to the 40 at the 39-yard line. Goes Malik Smith from Payson. Yeah, great play. A great play right there. Tice was not looking at Malik Smith when he first uh, started that play. It was a bootleg out to the left side. And he finally found Smith, as you watch it again right here. Found Smith in the flat right there, right as the play was just about to break down. And got a good pickup of about 15 to 20 yards right there. There, great start. Couple of plays uh, for Case and Tice throwing the ball in this Columbia offense as well. So now Case and Tice in the shotgun, first and ten at the Golden Eagle 40. He's looking to throw again. 
Got plenty of receivers being rushed out, pushed out of the pocket. Now he goes downfield, got, got a wide, wide open. open. Who is that? Is it's that Haggard. Justice Haggard? Haggard? He's going to the end zone almost just short. Downward line goes Justice Haggard. Unbelievable. Wow, Unbelievable. he was wide open, right? He, yes, he looked. I mean, he was like Absolutely. nobody was there. He looked through every single progression up. that he had. He had plenty of room to run if he wanted to run the ball right there, but he, he kept his eyes down the field and found Haggard wide open about the 15-yard line. Hit him, and uh, Haggard did the rest down to what, the two? Yeah, it was just a busted coverage from the, from the shell of the defense. They, they lost him in, in, in coverage. And what a play right there. I believe he's at the one, so here's Case and Tice under center. He's probably going to take it himself. No, he's going to give it to McCoy, and there's McCoy. Touchdown, Columbia. Just like that. It didn't take us eight minutes to get our touchdown. It took us about two minutes. So way to go, Columbia. Yeah, not even two minutes. Only 2.44 remaining in the first quarter. It started with 4.08 on the clock. That drive did. So only about a little over a minute for that drive is Caden McCoy. But that drive was all Case and Tice. Made two great throws and then found a wide open Justice Haggard there on the shovelable sideline. He took it down to the one-yard line and Caden McCoy finished it off. We're going to see this touchdown once again. There's Garcia. Uh, right after this kick. And it's good. Go ahead, Lewis. Yeah, and here's the touchdown once again. Just a simple dive to the left side, off tackle. Brian Whitehead makes a great kick out block, and into the end zone the Lions go to go ahead seven to three here. And let's take a quick timeout and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long, hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. appropriate that music Lewis uh, that's just good old NFL films music and the NFL began last night and we're on Friday night under the lights here in Columbia Tennessee as your Columbia Central Lions now go on top seven to three over the Shelbyville Golden Eagles in this region five five a game man what what more could you ask for great night for football uh, the, the temperature's just right. We hadn't had temperature like this all season. so Yeah, I was going to say, it's finally not sweltering hot. Yeah. It feels like football weather tonight. It Absolutely it does. Here's Garcia's kick, picked up at the 11. A good running, good looking running back uh, from the Columbia receiver there. Return man, he gets it up to the 33 yard line of the Golden Eagles. There's an injured player for, for uh, Shelbyville. Hope he's okay. Just like number, number one. one. He is number one. Cohen Abernathy. Yeah. On that was on the return, but a, a good return uh, by the Golden Eagles. We'll take a quick injury timeout. Tell you, and you were listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, 
from 8 to 4 on Saturday and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Del Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM, the home for the Columbia Central Lions for the past 75 years. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. The, the injured player for the Golden Eagles helped up to the sideline. Looks like he was limping on a right leg there. Not sure of the injury, but hoping he's going to be okay. So it's first and 10 for the Eagles at, the, at their own 32-yard line. Two minutes, 38 seconds to go. Here's DeLauder. He's going to keep it himself, and he's going to get racked up by Malik Smith on the right side of the line and also uh, Caleb Clanton in on that tackle as well, and Autry Smith there. And Malik got a new nickname, apparently, the Dragon. Who, who the did? Dragon. Malik Smith. Malik the Smith. Dragon. He's got a new nickname. All right. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I think it's a what, little, it might be a little corny, but. Tell you what Columbia could use is having that little run option run by the quarterback, had, it, had the ball pop out and hit the ground. That would yeah. be nice. Because that will happen on that run option every now and then. Second and nine for the Golden Eagles. <laughs> Seems like they've gotten all kinds of time tonight in that play clock. Hand off up the middle to, I'm not sure if that was Chandler or who, but he didn't get much. He got a, maybe a, got two yards on the play. Yeah, Hall got in there first, and then a, a, a lot of guys getting it on there. Ferguson, Cam Bratton, Caleb Clanton even got in there from his linebacker spot on the inside. Another good defensive play from the Columbia Central Lions up front. Another opportunity to get off the field right here, third yes. and about eight. Uh, a little bit longer, than, a little bit less than third, that, man. Third yeah, about six. About six. That's Robert Bailey who's in there at tailback running with the, for the Golden Eagles. He's going to give it to him again on the left side this time. He's close to his first down, and he does get it. Close, closer to the 50-yard line goes Robert Bailey just coming off that same play we've seen on that first opening drive, that same kind of play that they're just handing it to the tailback and letting him go off the tackle. Yeah, some plays are working for Shelbyville right now. Some aren't. That one, an example of one that is running off the weak side right there. It was Hildreth and uh, Brian Whitehead on that right side. And they're trying to run away from Dravius Hall and Cam Bratton. That time they split them two, uh, and it worked. And another jump off sides right there from he Hall. He got back. He got back. First and ten for the Golden Eagles. Ball at the their own 47-yard line. The Lauder, they just get all kinds of time here. I'm not sure how much time they Still get. Five seconds. Well, you better hurry up. They look like movement everywhere. He's going to throw deep this time on the left side. He's got a man there, but Justice it. Haggard. He caught it. Did he catch that ball? He caught it. How did he catch that ball? I thought Haggard was going to wait the 10-yard line. Is the Is the reception by the receiver, Theo Washington. Yeah, wow. And, and we'll see it again right here. Another uh, factor to play in there is Dravius Hall right here drills DeLauder and a perfectly placed ball right there. Good coverage from uh, Haggard, but still 
able to haul it in on the sideline. What a play uh, from that Shelbyville wide receiver. Yeah, that was um, the epitome of dropping a dime. Yeah. First and ten. Ball looked like a ball was on the ground, but I, he, he fooled me. He faked to the tailback, and he kept it himself. DeLauder did. He's going to get a little yardage, not too much, as he rushes on the right side of the Columbia defensive line. That'll do it for the first quarter. Yep, that will do it. So that is the end of our first quarter here under the lights at Lindsey Nelson Stadium as your Columbia Central Lions lead the Shelbyville Golden Eagles 7-3. We'll be back with the second quarter action right after this. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Columbia Central football on the air here at WKRM and WKOM, your Murray County game of the week. And we're live on Facebook as well. You can go to WKRM on Facebook and you can see this broadcast live. Second and nine, the Lauder now looking to throw it into the end zone, it. and it's a touchdown. Oh, gone. It was second and nine from, from 12, and he completes the ball there. There to number eight, Bron Ransom for the 12-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, wow. just just had one step there uh, on Quan Sims, I believe, who was who it was that was in coverage right there. Had one step, a quick slant right to the goalpost in the middle of the field, and uh, just a really good throw from Delata right there in the back of the end zone for a score. He's got full command of this offense. He looks good out there. He's no doing. pressure on him, and when no. you don't have pressure, you can kind of do what you want. Yeah, I agree. You can t- kind of take your picks as to who you're going to throw it to. And, but that was a, a pretty play by the Golden Eagles as they take the lead now and waiting on the extra point attempt. And there it is. It's up and good as there's a new score. First play of the second quarter. Golden Eagles get a touchdown. They go up now 10-7 to seven over the Columbia Lions. Yeah, just uh, like I said, a good play right there from DeLauder. He's obviously a very, very good quarterback. He commands this offense very well uh, and found his found his target right in the back of the end zone for a score to go up by three. But Columbia looked really good on that last offensive possession. And, you know, they're, biting, they're chomping at the bit to get back out there. Uh, and they're going to have an opportunity to here in just a second. So a little time here before we get going. There's some other games of interest tonight, the region games that uh, are being played tonight. Franklin County is playing. Franklin County is 0-3. 
on the year. They're playing at two and one Tullahoma. Lawrence County, two and one. They're hosting one and two Giles County. And then one and two Lincoln County is on the road at Spring Hill tonight. Always good to hear that Franklin County is 0-3. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. They'll, 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 we go down there in two weeks. Two Can't weeks wait. from tonight, we go to. Can't we wait to, to play them. Can wait for the drive. Don't, don't look forward to maybe that. Maybe that's maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I need to look at that schedule in a few weeks, maybe. Uh, yeah, I was thinking it was that first weekend of, of October. So it's Tullahoma, I think, in a couple of weeks that we'll travel yes. to. And Spring Hill in the middle, and then back down there to Franklin County. So here's here are the Golden Eagles kicking off again from their 40. They're leading Columbia 10 to 7. Let's get something going here on this offense. And what a kick! It's going into the end zone. It's going to be a touchback. Goes five yards deep in the end zone. That's Belzelberger for the Golden Eagles. And Columbia will get the ball now. First and 10 on their own 20-yard line. Yeah, dude's got a leg. I mean, we've, we've seen on both of these extra point or the field goal and the extra point that he has had. Uh, plenty of distance on both of those things. I think he kicked it over the visiting locker room on that last extra point, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Into the grills, probably, behind, yeah. the, behind the concession stand. All right, here we go. Columbia's offense back on the field for the second time. Hard to believe we had one possession in the first quarter. But scored. But scored. Right. Here's Tice looking to throw. Coming out to his right. Now Don't he's looking to throw, and he's got... Jordan Davis. That was he held him. Turned there around. There's there the flag. Thank you. Jordan Davis got just turned all the way around. Yeah. He got pulled to the ground. Otherwise, he would have made that. He would have made that. He's, he still almost made the catch, but uh, pulled to the ground. It's going to be interference right there on Golden Eagle. But we'll, of course, we'll have to wait about three or four minutes to get the call. Yeah, the left-hander Tice just rolled out to his right-hand side and saw Davis down the sideline, and Davis kind of checked up and. Uh, Tice lofted it over the top, but the defender just pulled him to the ground. Yeah, he sure did. Pulled him by the back of the jersey. So did they mark it off or what? I'm not sure. that I'm, I don't believe they've marked off anything. Yeah, it should be a first down. You probably heard Dan James over the speakers right there. Yeah, there they finally now starting to mark it off. That's what I want to see. Keep going. Yes. Yeah. It, lo it looked Thank as you. though Thank they you. moved the sticks before. <laughs> they, they, that, there has been an issue with yeah. that I've noticed all year. Anyway, okay. first and ten, the Columbia Lions get it now at their 35-yard line. Really just underway here in this second quarter. They're trailing Shelbyville 10 to 7. Give to McCoy on the right side. There we go. He breaks it through right through the right side, right off the right tackle. Gets five yards, six yards on that second his second carry of the night you can't ask for much more on first down a six yard carry from Caden McCoy busted right up between the guard and the tackle like you mentioned uh, good job by the, both of those guys Seth Lowe and and uh, Cam Bratton at that right side guard spot opened up that hole beautifully on a smaller uh, weak side than strong side for for Shelbyville Central on the defensive line Tice give to McCoy again on the right side he's got room he crosses midfield he's got no one in front of him he's at the 30 the 20 the 10 he's touchdown Caden McCoy just like that like lightning getting away from the Cosby as Gus Johnson would say wow no. right before that play 
he got the ran the six yards before the touchdown play. You feel as though anytime McCoy can get into that second level of the defense, he has the ability to go the distance. Here's the replay. Where right were here. we, Lewis? Where were we? Just get a little bit right there as McCoy is streaking 10 5 into the end zone for the score. Where were we? On, play. on the 35. No, so no, no. The, got, about the 41 yard line. There's the extra point by Garcia, and just like that, in three plays, Columbia take back the lead. 14 to 10 with 11 minutes and four seconds to go here in this second quarter. And there is a flag on the play. Both teams have come off the field like they didn't see it either. I didn't see it. But on the extra point, there was a flag. Let's see what the This thing the call could is. end up being really, really interesting tonight. So, did they just pick no. up the flag? I'm telling you, man, this, this crew is just unreal. I mean, He's in no hurry at all to, to give well, us an explanation. Yeah. Here he is. Dead ball foul, unsportsmanlike conduct against Shelbyville. Shelbyville. So, do we do this on the kick? Yeah, we should enforce that on the kickoff. That's a 10-yarder, right? So, there you go. So, let's see where they're going to spot it to, for him to kick the ball. Uh, that was after the extra point was good. Surely it's more than... Are they just going to – no, I mean, yeah, there we go. He gets the kick from the 50. That's what he's got to do. Yes, come on up, Beto. You can go to the 50. So or did we 45. figure out where that ball was, where Caden ran yeah, from? Yeah, it's a 41-yard line. It was a 59-yard touchdown run by Caden McCord. yards on his third carry. He goes to the house. Because the pass interference on Jordan Davis got it to the 35, then McCoy ran for six, and then he got the ball again and went the distance. So, Caden the 41-yard line. Caden McCoy, three carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns. I want to mention it was Zach Cole, the left guard, who pulled around, opened up the hole in between the guard and the tackle, made one block on the inside linebacker. And Cade McCoy bounced right off of it to the outside and took it to the house. Great, great execution from the Columbia offense. So we're kicking off from the 45 of Shelbyville. He's going to kick it through the goal post. It's good. Oh, it, was all, it was close. Almost he, almost, he almost kicked it through the goal post. So anyway. So, so a little bit short. Yeah. Shelbyville. Hey, you know, at, at that point, I know it's kind of a crazy thought, but you're kicking that. Kicking from there, the, the onside kick might yeah. not even be always, yeah, I mean, you know what? Ask Lewis. I'm always wanting onside kick. <laughs> My mother's listening at home. She does not. <laughs> she doesn't agree with the onside kick. And of course, I'm kind of neutral. I yeah. <laughs> well, that, He's playing you right, get, too. You get too. fed a lot better like that, just uh, yeah. playing neutral. So. Yeah. Just to remind you, it's, it's Lewis Maddox and myself, Lee Maddox, and Drake Colley here on the Murray County Game of the Week. Columbia leading 14-10 to 10 as Shelbyville takes over at their own 20, first and 10. And off up the middle, he's got room for their player. He's across the 40. He's across the 50. And he gets oh. tripped up finally by Jordan Davis. Oh, he was gone, I believe. Davis. I didn't even think he touched him, but obviously he got a, a hey, toenail or a shoelace. Or a I tell you what, folks, let's remember that play for this game. If the, if the lines come out ahead and Shovel does not punch it in the end zone right here, let's remember that play by Jordan Davis. 40-yard run there by Michael Threat. 
for the, for the Golden Eagles. He's going to give it to him. No, the, the Lauder's keeping it this time, and he gets busted by Malik Smith around the right side. They've gotten all the way down to the 40-yard line. The Lauder there picks up three on the play, down to the Columbia 37. I want to see this one more time, this, this tackle from Jordan Davis in real, real slow speed right here. He barely got a piece yeah. of him. Otherwise, that guy was picking up steam, and no, I don't gone. know if Haggard was going to catch him or not. A handoff to... Up the middle, and he gets Autry Smith and Malik Smith. Malik's kind of altered the play, and then Autry finished him off. But really, no, not much gain on that play. It's now going to be third and five at the Columbia 35-yard line. Yeah, Autry Smith started uh, as a really young player last year on a really young team. Not a lot of experience. He has grown into a monster at that outside linebacker position on the weak side. He moved. That receiver's moving. They didn't call it. That's what our coaches are hollering over here. Uh, That's unbelievable. So here's DeLauder. Third and five. He's going to keep it himself. He's got his first down, and he slides Mm. down at the 25-yard line. They shouldn't give him that much spot. Should be where you start the slide. That's the rule. Uh, But I wouldn't put it past these guys to not know that. (laughs) Wouldn't, Wouldn't put it past them. So Shelbyville picks up the first down. They'll spot it at the Columbia 19, now again in the red zone, 9.25 to go, second quarter. High pass, but DeLauder gets the pass thrown out to the outside and a great stick over there. Quan Sims. Quan Sims makes the, from his cornerback position, stops the receiver for a four-yard pickup. We'll yeah, call it looks it. like Quan Sims just punched him to the ground, just, yeah. just double forearmed him rather than tackling him. Just kind of stood him up and double forearmed him and knocked the receiver to the ground. Still a pick of a five, but yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. A forearm shot right there, <laughs> kind of a clothesline. He chucked it. So here's DeLauder, all the way at quarterback. Going to give to Robert Bailey, and he's met at the line of scrimmage firstly by Anaja Hildreth. First met him right there at the line of scrimmage. Really no game. Okay, third down, fellas. Let's see what happens. If you can Fourth. force him to three right here, you still maintain the lead. It's a very, like very big play. Like I said, if we hold him to three here, we need to remember that Jordan Davis shoestring tackle. We sure do. Because that would have been six right there. Right off the bat. But, but, but this is definitely, guys, wouldn't you? They're, oh, they're probably going yeah, to yes. go for it on fourth right here, I would say, as opposed to the field goal. More it's like a, a 35 yard. Tried the jump. hard count again. They tried it. Tried the hard count. As the play clock down, to, they're going to yeah. call timeout. Got to sure. think about this one. Shepard takes a timeout with 7.58 to go, trying to get back in the end zone and retake the lead, but Columbia's defense is standing ready to stop that. They're leading 14 to 10. We'll take a quick timeout. Tell you, we'll be right back on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. What is Caledonia? That's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who is Caledonia? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty has an economics background. Daisy and Perry come from the banking world. Gay is an accountant. And Thomas has science and business degrees. Blair was a small business owner. Finally, I'm Becky Price, and I have a background in education. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. 
This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to the home of the Columbia Central High Lions, 103.7 WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Huge play, couple of plays here, hopefully, or maybe we'll just need one. We'll get a turnover. Columbia trying to hold to keep Shelbyville from scoring. It's their, Shelbyville's third and five. They're at the Columbia 19-yard line. Seven minutes, 58 seconds to go here in the second quarter. There's the snap. Delauder looking to throw. He's being pressured by Autry Smith. Gets away from him, and he's not going to get away from Cam Bratton. Sack from Cam Bratton, but with the beginning help of Autry there from the defense from Columbia. Yeah, Cam Bratton came in there and finished it up. DeLotter is a really shifty guy. He shook Smith out of his shoes and uh, got past that one guy, but Cam Bratton was right behind him to fall on him and make the play, and it looks like we just forced a three-point try. Yeah, also three on the play as Shelby will brings in there. Of course, he, they've got a good kicker. We know that. He's going to be kicking from the 29-yard line, so a 39-yard field goal attempt for Shelbyville. He's definitely got the leg for it. We'll yep. see if Columbia can put some pressure on him. Let's see if he's got the direction. The snap, the set, the kick, and it looks to the right. It looks to the it. right. Oh, he missed it. No, it went right. No good. Boom. Columbia holds. Score remains 14 to 10, seven minutes and four seconds to go here in this second quarter. Columbia's offense takes over. Let's show them how we got there on that third down play to force this fourth down uh, field goal attempt that was just missed. Another great play from the Columbia defense. Shakes Autry Smith out of the tackle right there. Tries to pump fake. Cam Bratton right there to finish things off. Another great play from the Columbia defense, and uh, they missed the field goal. So we'll go right back to that Jordan well, Davis shoestring tackle. Right. Saved us a touchdown right there and saved us points. And on that, third, on that third down play, Smith just made the quarterback uncomfortable and, and he couldn't couldn't set and throw the ball, and thus his teammate came in there and made the tackle. Here's Tice. Give to McCoy on the right side. McCoy on his way. He's got one room. Oh, he just runs over somebody for a flag on the play. Gets it all the way up to the 34-yard line. Then we've got a holding on Columbia, number 14 right here on the edge. Yeah, pretty Jamar much tackled Morris. the defender as yeah. McCoy was drawing near. It's a missed opportunity. They had already moved the sticks. But that's going to be from the spot, right? Should be. So he passed the first down. So what does that mean? They probably don't they, know where the spot they're was. They're at the first down mark where he, where he had to get. Holding on Columbia. And they're going to mark it off from the 30, it looks like. Yeah, and that's where they – okay, 10-yard penalty back to the – so it's really first and 10. It's, it's the a, same thing. It, it's like a redo. It's like Groundhog <laughs> yeah. Day, fellas. Yeah. You were just on a redo. It's like you know, offsetting you, penalties. It's like you do in the backyard, just I a redo. offsetting penalties. Gosh, I hate that. Now, well, if it's your team, it's you, better. You like it. Yeah, it's, it's better than, it's than a, a non-offsetting penalty. Here's Tice. He's going to give him a coil on the left side. He breaks around to the left side. He's got a little room trying to outrun some of those defenders, but can't quite do it. Picks up five, though, or picks up four before he's taken down at the 24-yard line. Now, why did you, did he go out of bounds? Yeah, I think he did make it to the sideline. Okay, because they uh, stopped the clock. He just kept bouncing it out to the left side, found a little bit of room, still a good gain on first down of four yards. That's kind of that money you know, distance that you want to get on every play is four. If you get four four yards on every down, hey. then you're picking up a first down. He's you're got four business. carries for you're 70 yards, yes. two touchdowns. <laughs> Unbelievable. And McCoy now the lone setback. 
There's Tice going to pitch it to him around the sweep. Another hole. Oh, goodness oh, gracious. On, if he could have just got through there, was there a flag? No. Oh. Uh, that was tiny. Is what they call him, number 77, right, that right tackle. He's a young guy. Uh, but he definitely missed his block right there. Could have gotten called for the hold. Um, but things worked out, and we only, uh, yeah, Isaiah Bishop, is, they I'll call him you, tiny. Number 18 for Shovel made a terrific play. He came from the opposite side of the field, shot through there, and got his hands on McCoy's ankles. Got to pick up this first down, third and three at the Columbia 27-yard line. Here's Tice under center in the I formation. Gives to McCoy on the left side, trying to break through the – he gets hit in the backfield and can't hardly get back to the line of scrimmage. That's a killer. It'll be a loss of one, so punting team going to come out for the Lions. That's a killer. You, you, you were set up in the wrong formation. Josh Britton was on the right side of the offensive line. He's supposed to be set up in the left. You can probably hear uh, offensive coordinator Moore, uh, you know, screaming down to the coaches on the sideline. Almost took a timeout right there. Uh, but just, you know, kind of flustered before the play even began. And then that yep. side was where the play was going. Britton kind of missed the block. And then Caden McCoy uh, couldn't get any traction uh, past the line of scrimmage. And, and now we're punting. Not what you want. <clears throat> the Lions look a little discombobulated from the from the get-go on that third down play. Here's Garcia from his 15. It's a, a block in the back right and there. No on flags on, yet. On Ball Caden still Sparks. rolling free. And finally downed at the Shelbyville. 35-yard line. There's a missed call right there. Sparks got pushed in the back pretty blatantly and didn't seem like anybody caught that. So Columbia holds Shelbyville from scoring and couldn't get anything going on their offensive possession. So let's see what they can do here on this possession. They're obviously dangerous on every play. They've got athletes all over the field. Is the play clock not supposed to be running right now? It should or be. How is that? It's supposed to be. Once they set it and set the, the chains, it's supposed to start. They give them more time. There's no doubt. <laughs> there, there he finally starts it. I thought it was a shovable cheerleader keeping the clock at it. <laughs> Here's Bailey in the middle. Gets like three or four before Anaja Hildreth will hang on and pull him down. They get it to the 39-yard line is where they'll spot it now. Second and six for the Golden Eagles. 4.50 to go here in this second half, second quarter. It's a pick of a four, but still too much. It's a long four. Here's the lauder. He's going to keep it himself, and he's around the right side. Slides way back at the – now, finally, this guy's going to mark it about right because he's going to mark him down at the 44. Oh he's going to be short of the first down by a yard, so it'll be third and one. That far side judge walked all the way past the sticks. So, I mean, it's just like you got to know – this guy really, got it right. I know. It's it's where he starts to slide. That just, that just upset me. Might have could have spotted a yard even farther back. You should have. It should be about the 33 right now. Right. Instead 43. Third and one. Here's the Lauder. Got to hand it to Get Bailey around the right side. He's got his first down, crosses midfield, crosses the 45 of Columbia down to the 43-yard line is where Bailey for the – Got a Golden line. Eagles going. Lions hurt. Who's hurt? Somebody that's, uh, I think it's Malik, Malik Smith. I believe it is. On the far sideline, Malik Smith injured on the play for the Lions. So that'll stop the play for the injury timeout at three minutes, 58 seconds to go. Hopefully it's maybe a cramp. I believe it is. Yes. It's a cramp. It's a good sign. Stretch him out over sign. there. Woo. So anyway, we'll take a quick time out here while they 
10 to Malik on the far sideline and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones & Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones & Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Malik Smith helped off the sideline and uh, on his own power, but definitely got cramping up. Hopefully he'll get back to form here and get back on the field shortly. But now the Golden Eagles get the first down. It's first and 10 at the Columbia 43-yard line. Three minutes, 50 seconds to go here in this second quarter. Columbia leading 14 to 10. The Lauder. Shotgun looking to throw. Fakes it. Now he's going all the way deep. Got a man in the end zone and knocked away just in time or at least helped break up. Oh, yeah. Terrific, terrific time play by Quan Sims. Just leaped up right at the last moment to knock that ball away and away from the several receiver. Yeah, it was a perfect pass by DeLotter. He just chucked it up there. It would have landed right in the basket of the receiver. Great timing by Quan Sims to jump in there, make a play on the football, and knock away a potential touchdown once again from Shelbyville's offense. Second and 10 from the 43 of Columbia. Yeah, DeLotter gave that that, that pump fake and then sent it deep right in the center of the field. He's a legit dude. Kept it. There you go. He's going to keep it himself up the middle, and he gets six yards just like that. Drug killed Quinn about five yards after contact. That's not what you want to see from your middle linebacker. Still brought him down, but got to be able to, to, to bring that runner down quicker once you make contact. Second and four at the Columbia 39-yard line. It's hard to tell whether that's a design quarterback run or that run option, whether he has the option to hand it to the running back. I think it's an RPO every time. Okay, all right, well, third. I was calling that wrong. This is now third and six. High snap, gives it to Bailey on the right side. Bailey picks his way through, and he's going to get his first down. Looks like he's right at the stick. Yeah, he definitely picked it up. Had him, had him right there at the high pride alliance, right there at the line of scrimmage. Actually, they're calling it fourth down. Yeah, they're going to miss. It's a little bit of short. You can look at Bailey and tell he, he looks like a running back. Big, strong, lower body. Uh, runs with good vision, shiftiness. And that's what he used on that run right there to get close to a first down. Yeah, they're going to – looks like they're going to measure this one. Or no, they're going to call it short. So fourth and short for the Golden Eagles that's at the right Columbia 34-yard line. I mean, that's right on it. Doesn't it look like yeah, – it I mean, it is. It's an opportunity All for Columbia. He's going to try to draw us off. Got to get some penetration right here. Got to disrupt the play. There it is. Going to give it to Crenshaw. He goes up the middle and gets his first down and then some. About six yards on the carry. All the way down to the Columbia 29-yard line. Yeah, just 28. A, a power run right there. Columbia brought the house onto the line of scrimmage right there on the defensive side. 
and uh, just couldn't stop him for that two, three-yard gain right there. That's all, they, that's all they needed. They reset the sticks. Crenshaw yep. was that runner there. Yeah, between Crenshaw, Bailey, and DeLauder, these several's got a, a, a triple-headed monster as far as the running game goes. Here's DeLauder, first and ten, looking to throw this time. And it's intercepted. Roland Manning intercepts DeLauder. He like he didn't even see him, but Manning right there. Yes, and I texted him last week. I said, where were my two interceptions? He said he didn't feel like he played that well. He just made it up to himself right there. What a play. DeLauder obviously didn't see him. He's getting mobbed on the sideline. We'll have the replay right here. What a play from Roland Manning. Awesome. Yes. I mean, it was a perfect pass to the Columbia player. Columbia. <laughs> I mean, it shocked me. Columbia takes over at their own 28-yard line. First and 10, a minute 50 to go here until halftime. Hopefully we can get a two-minute drill going here and get a score. Tice being forced out and it. sacked. Oh. Gone. That's oh. Crenshaw playing defense. Comes in untouched and takes Case and Tice down for a 10-yard loss. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a running back build, but his legs are humongous. He's, he's almost built like a defensive lineman and a running back at the same time. And what Columbia doesn't want to do right here is make a terrible mistake and turn the ball over, which Tice did not right there with that open field tackle behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, thank goodness. Second and 19 for the Lions at their own 19. they got to get it to their 38-yard line for the first down. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're in much of a hurry right now uh, with one minute to go. Here's Tice in the shotgun looking to throw. There goes the throw to Jordan Davis on the far sideline. Picks up 15 to 20 back or, or short of the first down. And the clock's still running, 50 seconds. And we've got three, all three timeouts. So I'd be using At least they're running. lining up. Let's call the play. Yes, call a timeout. You can hear the coaches saying, call a timeout. And there they finally get it with 39 seconds to go. A long ways to go here on this field. But as we know, Caden McCoy gets the ball. And you never know when he's yeah, just going to break it right away. He can break one away. If number two can get into that the second level of the defense there's I mean he, he can take the house every single time. Yeah he sure can here's that last throw by Cason Tice as, uh, he takes a snap right here. It looked like Jordan Davis was going on a go route but he threw it shorter as a comeback route. Got that uh, got that sack yardage back and makes it uh, a very more manageable third down right here for Columbia still only 39 seconds to go but you still got a timeout left. Got two we got, got two, two timeouts left. left. Yeah, they need to be ready to call them <laughs> but, and have plays ready to call from the line of scrimmage. That's what I'm hoping. Tempo like the Vols. That, you, know the, how, you know about those Vols. Let's, let's concentrate on the game okay. at hand right now. The we, don't, we don't want to get too too spicy in this broadcast. <laughs> no, 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 we don't here's, get too excited about Tice, playing the governors tomorrow. Here's Tyson, the shotgun. He's looking to throw, moving out of the pocket. Still looking to throw, not seeing anybody. He gets it to McCoy at the 40. McCoy gets out of bounds at midfield. Wow, great play by Gason Tice. What a way. And he finds McCoy is, is kind of just right there, wide open. Yeah. You know, and then I, and I, and right when he was running to the sideline, I told him he needs to throw it away. But, That's uh, 
right at there at the last second. He touches it to Caden McCoy and, and makes a good decision right there. Great good play. Pickup. Very similar to a quarterback that played last night for the Kansas City Chiefs, using his legs like Mahomes yep. to extend the play. That's exactly what he did. And the, the – the, the defender moved towards him as his receiver drifted down the field, and he lofted over his head. Ball at the 50-yard line. First and 10 for Kaysen Tice. Takes the shotgun snap. Looking to throw. Got time. Throws it to – oh, my goodness. He was going to try to get Justice Haggard all the way down to the 25, but no flags. And uh, it's all gone. I thought that was going to be a completion, too, the way that play was – because Tice had plenty of time. Uh, not pressured right there. He stepped into the pocket and threw that ball. I thought it was going to be complete. It was a little bit out in front of Haggard in the middle of the field. It was a, it was a deep slant right there. And I still believe Haggard could have maybe made a diving effort to catch that ball. It was about a yard out in front of him. Uh, just a missed opportunity. How about a little six, delayed screen right here to McCoy? Took six seconds off the clock. Here's Tice. He's looking to throw it. He doesn't see. He's going to pull it down and run it. Crosses the 50. Now he goes oh, down at the 50. Timeout, timeout, timeout. There he goes the clock. He's trying to go. 15 cut. seconds to go now. He was trying to cut to the central sideline and get out of bounds, but uh, kind of rolled his ankle right there on the grass and then wasn't able to. Mm, yeah. He was going to try to get out of bounds, right? He sure was. Oh, me. So 15 seconds to go, and they've got a third and five. Obviously, we're going to be in four-down territory, I would assume. Um, and we've got one timeout left. So, the so way at least I'm showing that on the on the scoreboard. Do you feel as though we need to get maybe another 15, 20 yards and then take be, to be within shots of taking a shot or two into the end zone before the half's over? That, you see what I mean? I mean that, that's, and we've also got a kicker that's got a pretty good leg as okay. well They're beside us in, in, the, in the central coach's booth. They're, they're, they're telling them uh, field goal alert, which uh, – for you guys listening out there, means that those guys need to be ready on the sideline, yeah. that entire team, to go out there really quickly as we have 15 hey. seconds left to first, put a shot in. First things first, I think we need to get a first down. We sure do. <laughs> I mean, third and five here. I'll, I'll take a touchdown right here. <laughs> I think Lee, we you always think that's, big, man. That's, that's, I, I, I like, I like yeah. the way you think. There goes McCoy. He's throwing for McCoy. Oh, my goodness gracious. Incomplete. Trying to get McCoy across the middle on a little deep run right there at the 30, but just couldn't quite get it to him. If he'd have put a little bit more air and about 10 more yards on that ball, that's a touchdown. He would have yes. run up. Yes, he'd still be running. That's right. And we got that's a, exactly right. You know, even, even, though we didn't pick up, even though we didn't pick up the third down conversion right there, it's a good sign for Columbia as Malik Smith comes back out on, on the – on the punt team. Yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't hoping we'd see the punt, but we've got a lead. It's 11 seconds to go. Now you're going to play this thing safe. Maybe do like the Lions. Fake it. Just kidding. He's going to punt. There's the snap. A great punt. Good kick. A great punt. But the re- return man gets the ball at the 15. He breaks one tackle, and somebody loses a helmet. That should do it. That should be halftime. Roland Manning loses his helmet as he makes the tackle at the 30, and that ends this half of play. And what a great half we've had as Columbia leads now 14-10 to 10 over the Shelbyville Golden Eagles. It sure was a good half of football. Columbia absolutely playing up to expectations here tonight. Shelbyville the same way. A, a good offense, good on defense as well. And uh, we go into halftime with a four-point lead. I don't think you could really ask for anything more than that. Great half of football on uh, both sides of the ball, especially for Columbia. We're going to see them come out and uh, 
get the ball to start things off in the second half. That's really important here. And hopefully we'll have more information for you coming up during this halftime before we start the second half of play here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Lee Maddox, Drake Colley, and Lewis Maddox here bringing you the call. And hopefully maybe we'll hear from a little bit from both bands that will be playing, performing on the field, and some other guests as well. And hopefully we'll have a few stats to share with you. But right now, no one stat I've got. I'm showing Caden McCoy four rushes. 70 yards, two touchdowns. So it's pretty good, pretty good half for him. We, might be, a, might be another player of the week in, in three weeks. He's a nominee. Two in three weeks. He he's sure a nominee. Is. He sure so is a nominee. Far. So we'll take a quick timeout and tell you the score here at halftime. Columbia leading 14 to 10. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Welcome back in to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Lee Maddox, Lewis Maddox, Drake Colley on the call here tonight from Mary Lahoy Press Box. Jim Cartwright Field, Lindsey Nelson Stadium. The Lions have a 14-10 lead over the Shelbyville Central Golden Eagles. We've got a quick word from Coach Tredarius Goff. Clayton Harris on the sideline. We'll hear from him right here. Down here on the field with head coach Tredarius Golf. It's halftime between Columbia and Shovel. Columbia with a 14-10 lead. Coach, what do you think of the team's first half play? Um, I think we played hard, man. We fought. You know, uh, they had a couple long drives on us. Uh, we bent one time, but we didn't break. Uh, held them to a field goal. So that's what we got to continue to do. You know, uh, they're a good offense, but we got to we gotta put our put our feet in the ground, hands in the ground, and, and get stops, man. Coach, good luck in the second half. I appreciate it. There's Coach Tredarius Goff here at halftime. Columbia leads 14-10, to 10, and we're going to have some more stats and information for you coming up during this halftime break. 
And uh, right now, we don't have anything else for you. I think Drake Collins got something to, to, to add in here. Well, I was just gonna I was just gonna say I, I don't know right now. I, and I said it before, and I've said it twice. The the play of the game so far is Jordan Davis running down and making that shoestring tackle it's a difference on show right to save that touchdown. It's a and that's, why, that's, why, that's the only reason Columbia's got a lead right now. It's the difference in the game. It and sure so is. We'll, moving forward into the second half, we'll just have to see what happens. But it was a tremendous play. Jordan Davis did not give up. He ran down the uh, the Sheffield, uh runner. Was it a receiver or a running back? I can't even remember at this point. An athlete is who it was. Yeah, yeah. but he was, he was on the way to the end zone, and out of nowhere, number uh, seven got a shoestring tackle on him, brought him down, and the Lions held them out of the end zone on that drive. So, so. at halftime, 14 to 10 your score. Columbia Central over Shelbyville Central. We'll be right back with more information. Might hear a little bit from the Shelbyville Central Band, followed by the Columbia Central Band as well. Once again, 15 minutes to go here in this halftime period. Columbia Central 14 and Shelbyville Central 10. We'll be right back.
This is halftime here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium as you're listening to the Shelbyville Central High School Marching Band as they come off the field. The Columbia Central Marching Band will be up next. Just a few scores of interest to share with you that I've seeing at halftime. Giles County, they're up all over Lawrence County, 35-7, to 7, that game being played at Lawrence County. Lincoln County and Spring Hill, I don't have a score there yet. I've got Franklin County at halftime in Tullahoma. This game being played in Winchester. Tullahoma winning or leading 16-10. to 10. And again, the score here from Lindsey Nelson Stadium, your Columbia Central Lions leading 14-10. to 10. Again, if you haven't tried to get on Facebook, uh, the Facebook Live channel of WKRM, you can go there and see all this broadcast as it's being played out right now. And you'll, of course, hear our broadcast here, and occasionally we're having some instant replays that we can share with you on the Facebook Live. So, again, Tullahoma leading Franklin County at halftime, 16-10. to 10. Giles County, 35-7 to 7 over Lawrence County. Lawrence County, of course, our next opponent next week as the uh, the Lions will travel down to Lawrence County for that Region 5 matchup. No score, as I've heard yet, from uh, Lincoln County is on the road at Spring Hill. So we'll take another quick timeout and get ready for the Columbia Central Marching High School Band to come up next. We'll take a quick timeout and be right back. changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender.
You may take the field in exhibition. Yeah, we're listening to the Columbia Central High School Marching Band here as they perform at halftime. And, and joining us here as a special guest here in the broadcast booth is Dr. Steele, the principal of, Central, of Columbia Central High School. Dr. Steele, welcome. Appreciate you being here with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. So, obviously, um, a big night for the Columbia Central Lions and uh, a region game. Right. I, I heard you talking to the to the players before the game and and giving them a, a kind of a pep pep a pep speech a pep talk. Something that you're passionate about, right? All the things that happen at Columbia Central High School, and one of them is football. Well, football is obviously huge, but we have so many programs. I mean, our soccer, our basketball, you name our baseball. We've got bowling. We've got bass fishing. We've got skeet shooting. So we've got so many uh, activities for uh, young people that, and and you know, they're successful in all of them. So tonight's tonight's a really big game. I don't I don't know a lot about the history as far as when the last time we played Shelbyville, but I think it's been a minute. Twenty twenty was the last. Three Game, but haven't beat them since 2012. Well, there you go. And yeah. we're up by four, and uh, looks like it's going to be. It looks like it might go down to the wire. Yeah, let's let's hope it's on our our side of the wire. And, and it, we've got the band out here. And as you said, something like bass fishing, you know, and, and skeet shooting. Those are the kinds of things, uh, programs that have been added over the years. But it really gives you a diversity of your students to be able to try their hand at a little bit of everything and I know that's what you want yeah. as a as a principal as a yeah. teacher as a parent uh, yeah, I mean, looking at our amazing band, look how they look about 100 strong out there, and they sound amazing. And they and a lot of these kids that want to go to college and uh, and get scholarships to play, uh, they're going to be able to go play. Uh, I've got I, I had a parent come up to me this uh, this evening and say that we were talking to her daughter about going in the military, playing playing in the military band. That could be you can spend your whole life in the mil your whole career playing music in the military and and being able to use your talent to make a living. And so it's amazing, but I mean, I always uh, love watching our band. They're, you know, they're also uh, nationally known. Our ROTC program is probably one of the top five in the country. We had a national championship skeet shooter uh, two years running. I mean, so we, uh, yeah, there's really no limit. Our CTE programs, as far as career and technical education, you can get your hands into anything you want to pretty much at Columbia Central. We're a large school. And a very 1,600? We're, we're probably just over 1,500 okay. on the most recent counts, uh, but I think the capacity of the building is 1,650 or something like that. But, yeah, so we're, we're growing every day. And that doesn't even take into account stuff like, you know, drama club, doing plays, all the clubs yeah. that Columbia Central has to offer. Uh, I, I don't know if it was last year or, or my senior year that we had a, a – 
a girl that went to the state championship for wrestling, which is a, a newer thing at Columbia Central too. I know Jamar Morris is one of the uh, one of the wrestlers on the wrestling team here at Central. I think Anijah Hildreth is as well. A couple of football players on that squad. Uh, just so much to do. A, a great school and a, and a great a lot of great opportunities for, for these kids to get involved in. Yeah, we had a kid, a uh, young man named Dorian Dorian Yates, and Dorian. Uh, I just met him. I, he was in my psychology class. I was teaching a, a psychology class for Columbia State, and I met him, and then we got to know each other. So Columbia State came over about this oracle contest, and and Dorian's such a good speaker that I hooked him up. He went on to win the the local, the state, the region, and then he he competed and came in second place in the Southeast USA. And I think he won between seventy five hundred and ten thousand dollars wow. just to, uh, for speaking. Eight minutes each time, and so he he's first place all the way to the southeast of the United States, and then he won a lot of money. So, just so many so many community members and so many alumni that give back to this school and high school. As a matter of fact, I'm going to my 40th reunion in about two and a half weeks. You're telling your age. Tell my age. That's okay. I feel great, but I tell my age. But I've been getting pictures from all my classmates back when we were playing and whatnot, and it's what the memories are just fantastic. I can only imagine. If you went to Columbia Central High School, the memories that you have uh, for being at this school. Well, we've been blessed. Our our, our two kids, Lewis, one of them just graduated uh, a year and a half ago or two years ago, and and uh, our daughter was there. It's been a great a great school, and we're glad that you're here. And I know things have been a little challenging, but here you are. We're, you're ready to, and you're passionate about your job, right? And, yes. And love doing. Absolutely. And trying to help these kids like all the teachers and the principals before have beforehand have done like with my kids. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's my that's my mission in life is to uh, I knew when I was a police officer back in the day I was a cop for 10 years and I I loved it. Don't get me wrong, I loved it, but I really I was missing up that piece of helping kids and uh, and working with children. Uh, so I love my staff. Definitely passionate about my students and everything that happens in Columbia Central. I wanna, I want to leave. Uh, I want to leave my mark. Uh, however small it is or big it is, I want to leave my mark that somebody in the school, a child in that school, sees something in me that they like that they want to emulate, and then I will have done. I will have done my work um, as a principal. If this one kid says, you know what, I want something that Dr. Steele has, and I'm going to start going down that same road to get it, then I'm happy with that. Dr. Michael Steele has been our guest here at halftime. And, Dr. Steele, thank you for stopping by. Thank appreciate you, sir. appreciate your, your passion and what you're doing at the school. And we wish you only the best. And hopefully we're going to have a good second half. We need here. at least uh, we need 20, we need uh, 38 points. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want this to go down to the fourth quarter. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> that yeah. sounds good to me. Yeah, thank you for having me, Dr. sir. Dr. Michael Steele has yes, been our sir. guest here at halftime. And we're going to take a quick break as both teams are working their way back out to the field to get – warmed up to bring you to get ready for the second half of football it's 14 to 10 columbia leading here at halftime we'll be back with third quarter action right after this timeout you're listening to columbia central lions football on the front porch sports radio network
Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones & Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones & Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. We always get the question, what is Caledonia? That's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who is Caledonia? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty has an economics background. Daisy and Perry come from the banking world. Gay is an accountant. And Thomas has science and business degrees. Blair was a small business owner. Finally, I'm Becky Price, and I have a background in education. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium here under the Friday night lights in Columbia, Tennessee is the Columbia Central Lions and the Shelbyville Golden Eagles are ready for second half action. I did get a score of interest uh, just up the way in Spring Hill. The Lincoln County Falcons are up on Spring Hill 14 to nothing. I'm not sure where that what what uh, that is in the game, but they are ahead 14 to nothing. And then we did share 
Tallahoma is over Franklin County 16-10 at halftime, and uh, Giles County all over Lawrence County at halftime 35-7. But, guys, we're getting ready to start back, and we're going to get the ball back. Yeah, yeah that's a good I would, thing. I would, if you guys would agree with me, it first half was – uh, obviously, a time timely defensive plays and uh, a lot of good quarterback play. I think Tice, Tice for Columbia extended some extensive plays and make some good completions. And I definitely think uh, DeLauder, uh, with his arm and his legs, uh, was probably the main weapon for Sebeville in the first half. Jason Tice looked looked the best he's looked all season, in my opinion. So the quarterback play and some timely defensive plays, that's been the story so far. So far, for sure. But here we are ready for ready for the kick for this third quarter to begin as Shelbyville will be kicking from your right to left and back deep for the Lions are Caden McCoy and Justice Haggard. Jordan Davis also back there kind of deep. We'll see. This is a pretty good kicker. He's kicked it out of the end zone a couple of times. Be aware of any trickeration going on from Sheffield right here on the start second half. Every play, I think you should – every kick, you should be ready. There's a kick, and that's going into the end zone. That's all right. That's all right. Let's go. So we'll get it first and ten on the 20 with the offense for Columbia to come out. That was – Hoping we're going to have some more stats to share with you, but I don't right now. Other than Caden McCoy, those four touches on uh, rushing the ball, four touches, 70 yards, two touchdowns. One of them, that's 66 yards. Yeah, we were going to get stats from from Maurice Pat, and he's down there wearing a bright pink shirt. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't find him up here. <laughs> All right, here we go. Case and Tice under center in the I formation as. Uh, we begin first and 10 at the, our own 20. Give to McCoy on the right side. Trying to break through the line of scrimmage on the right. He gets four. So it'll be second and six. Good pickup again for McCoy. I'll take four every time. If you get four yeah. yards every game, every, absolutely, you're going to win a golf absolutely. ball game. Four times three is 12. That's a little quick math for you. and You can win football games that way for sure. As explosive as McCoy is, Running, he follows his blockers terrifically well, and then looks to find the crease and explode. Settle down. Seven officially here. Looks like it's a long, long three, very long three. Second down. They're going to do a pitch option over to McCoy around the left side. He gets back across the line of scrimmage, picks up maybe two on this one. So not much of a pickup on that sweep. Uh, that option play to the far left side. So it's going to be third and about four. Still manageable. Uh, you know, any positive yardage on second down is a good good, good pickup right there. And it's a little past five. I'd say that's closer to four, third down and four. Definitely manageable for this Columbia offense. Going to have to execute. They're taking their time for sure. sure. Ten on the play clock as they just now get to the line of scrimmage. Uh, they're trying to – Tice is trying to hurry him up now. And there's the snap. Just does get it off. He's throwing for Haggard over his head. Incomplete. They're going to draw a punt. Three and out for the Lions on this first possession. Not what you wanted to see uh, on this opening possession of the third quarter. But 
There it is. It'll yeah, be fourth and four. Giving it back to a, to a high-powered Shovelville Central offense. They only put up ten points in the first half of play, but, you know, Columbia's defense bailed them out of some, some bad situations uh, a lot of those times. Could easily, uh, you know, be 20, 27 points up on the board for Shelbyville, uh, and they're going to get the ball back here. It's, it's up to the Columbia defense once again. Here's Garcia going to get the ball at his 15. Oh, high snap. He just does get it away, and then it's a chance. And it's caught by Crenshaw at the 23, and he's going to be inside the 20-yard line for the Golden Eagles, and they're in business just like that. I'm not sure it was a high snap to, to Garcia, and then he just shanked it. Yeah, I think that high snap just kind of took uh, Garcia's timing off a little bit and caused him to rush the kick. And uh, in his haste, he kicked it off the to his right side, and uh, the really the up lineman or <laughs> lineman caught the ball. Yeah, he did. Yep, he did. Thirty-one. That's Crenshaw, the running back for the Golden Eagles. Now it's first and ten at the Columbia twenty-yard line. Going to give it to eleven. That's Crenshaw. Excuse me. That's uh, that's Chandler. That's their main. That was their number one running back, and he hadn't hardly been in the game since the very first no, quarter. No, it's been Bailey, Crenshaw, and De- DeLauder have right. been the the quarterback have been their main runners in this game. Yeah, maybe they're just trying to keep him fresh uh, well, for the second for the second half. And yeah, Smith, Chandler's the starter for sure. And Smith missed him right there. Still kept him at the line of scrimmage. Good play. Oh no. Oh. Oh, it's Whitehead and Clanton that broke through into the backfield of, of Shelbyville's offense, and he spun off of both of those tackles and picks up straight ahead and, and picked up some yardage. Picks up five. He's going to make it third and five. Yeah, the Columbia nose guard right there penetrated, got in the backfield, and just let him out of his grasp. They're down to the 14-yard line of Columbia, third and four. Mr. DeLauder looks to the sideline for a play. Need a stop right here, fellas. He backs out and into the gun, too. Give it to Chandler up the middle, Didn't and he's going to be met right at the line of scrimmage. Didn't it's going to be fourth down as he gets maybe a yard to the seven-yard line, or excuse me, the 13-yard line. So I'd, where say they're gonna I'd say they're going to go for it. Oh, absolutely, they're going to go for it. Well, they got they a good will. kicker. I think they will. That, that's they're going to try to draw him. Just hold your water, fellas. Hold I bet your they'll water. try to draw them. Fourth down and three inside the red zone. Down by three points. Beware of the hard count. I don't see how you don't go for this. Yeah, they're going. Here we go. Here's DeLauder. Takes the shotgun snap. High snap. Taking him seven. He's not going to make it. It's stopped. Who was that that made the Gravius Hall and Autry Smith combined to stop DeLauder? Jaravius Hall, 5-0 on the money. Tonight, I believe. It, that's okay. There was one other play. He, he had another play. But he's been sure. relatively quiet throughout yes. the first half of play. Well, they've been keying on him. Huge play from Jaravius Hall right there, who, by the way, just got an offer from Duke and Missouri yesterday. Wow. Uh, both in the same day. Um, and he makes the huge play right there on fourth down. So Columbia takes over at their own 13-yard line. Jason Tice takes the shotgun snap, looking to throw. Steps up into the pocket. He's got Davis way downfield at the midfield, trying to reach to him, but just overthrows him slightly. Incomplete. It'll be second and ten. He had him. 
He yeah, had him, oh, he, he was, had his man beat. He had him beat by a couple of steps. If uh, Tice could have just put a little bit more air underneath that ball, uh, Jordan could have run under it and probably still running. Yeah, it was at a stop Into the tunnel on, on fourth down from Hall. Oh, second and 13. What would be great is just a long, sustained drive right here. If we could just methodically take it down the field and stick it in. Here's Tice, high formation. Gives to McCoy on the left side. McCoy gets tripped up in the backfield and falls up to the line of scrimmage for no gain. So it's going to be third and ten. He might have. They might give him. No, they're not going to give him any. It's third and ten. Clock runs. 7.50 to go here in this third quarter. Columbia leading 14-10. to 10. Yeah, no positive yardage on first and second down. Puts you in these third and long situations, and that's not really what Columbia's offense is built for. you got to pick up four or five yards on every single down to put yourself in a manageable spot. And, and now the play clock's down to 10. They're going to have to call They're not going to be able to get this thing off. I hope so. They're going to have to hurry. Five. There's Tice under center. Just does get it off. Fakes to McCoy. Now he's being pressured in the backfield. Good block by McCoy. He's still going to go down inside the five at the three-yard line. A huge play, defensive play by the Golden Eagles of Shelbyville. It's going to force a punt. Garcia is going to be in his end zone. Yeah, puts your puts your punter deep in his own end zone here. And, and just coming off with a shank and a high snap. Right. That's, that's not the what you want to have. The last punt was not pretty. Let's hope he's got that out of his head and can connect and send the ball downfield a, de- a decent distance. But, but He's going to be set up in the back of that end zone. Kind of blame that on not getting that play in there on time. You they, know, had they, were, they, they had to rush it on third yes. and ten. That's not what you want. Here we go. Fourth and ten. There's the snap. And there's a great punt by Garcia. It's going to hit the ground at the 43 and bounce a Columbia roll to really nice. It's going to stop at the 48-yard line of Columbia. That's where almost 60 yards from where he actually punted that football. It was was a beautiful punt by Garcia. Probably closer to 55. Shelbyville will take over first and 10 at the Columbia 48-yard line. Six minutes, 27 seconds to go here in this third quarter. Columbia leading 14 to 10. Yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming more of a dogfight defensively here in the second half. A lot of explosion uh, there in that first half of play by both sides on the offensive end of, of their teams. And now both defenses really coming up big here. Yeah, you feel as though at this point right now it might be a game of big plays that determine the winner of this game. Sure is. High snap for DeLauder, and he's kind of messed up, but he breaks free through the line of scrimmage and gets 10 yards just like that. It's going to be nine. They'll give him nine why, yards. Why it's going to be second the ball point. right there. He started his slide that. at about the 39-yard line, and they're spotting the, the ball 41. at the 41. Uh, excuse me, at the 41-yard line, they're spying the ball at the 39. Yeah, they gave him two extra yards. Lee, do they understand that the slide no. by the quarterback, where he, where he begins to I'm telling you right drop now, to no, the ground, that's where it's spotted? No, they do hmm. not. And it was really a busted play. We should have, our defense should have stopped that back at the line of scrimmage. Give the Bailey around the right side. He's got the first down and then some as he crosses the 35 up to the 33-yard line of Columbia, where it'll be another first down for the Golden Eagles. Yep. Tackle made by Jordan Davis, I believe. No, number one. Justice, Justice Haggard. Haggard. Okay, Justin Haggard stuck in. But Bailey, you know, big, strong back, good Thick lower body, and uh, 
You know, Sobel just keeps running the fresh get fresh backs in here. Yeah, they've always got fresh legs in the backfield, other than DeWater. And here he is. Give to Bailey again up the middle. Not quite as much this time. Gets maybe two or three on the play. Gets two. We'll yeah. call it two. That's to the 31. That time the legs weren't fresh, and, and Columbia stuffed it. Well, that number 77 on that offensive line. Well, that whole offensive line for Shelbyville, I'm those are you, some big boys. They some, they, they, they some, yeah. Type of guys that are getting two pregame meals. You I'm, know what I'm, I'm telling you, they, they've got some beef on the on that offensive line. Give to Bailey around the right side. He's got room. He's got his first down. Gets inside the 20 down to the 18-yard line. The first and 10 for Shelbyville. Mm. It's like a flag over there on the far sideline. Oh. And we got Holding. a hold. Travius Hall is pointing at Shelbyville. He must have been the one that's being held. That's usually the sign of that right there. <laughs> Take them back. Take them back. Yep. Love to see that because that was a good pickup. And Certainly there was a was. reason why he made a, a good pickup yeah. because Dravius Hall was being Ooh. held. You can't tackle a guy. You can't tackle the ball carrier when you're being held. No. Everybody knows that. No. And that helps out Columbia a lot. That was getting down there close to the red zone, and now that backs him all the yeah, way that's back a huge, to about the 38-yard line. That is a huge penalty against Shubbable. This is where we need to shut him down right here and not let him out of this. Yes. No big plays. Here's DeLauder. Oh, my gosh. They're going to call it offsides on Columbia. And he got back. Back on Hall. He got you know, back. In high school, it, it doesn't. I think if you jump in high school, get in the neutral zone, it's a penalty. It did. No, you not, can you can get back. You can get back on before the ball snap. And they, oh, so contact was made. Sure, I'm guessing. I mean, that's all because they called it. It must have been because there was a similar situation previously in the in the ball game where we jumped off and and uh, got back on and no and no flag was called. So. Apparently somebody got touched. Now, Second and ten now. All right, according to one of my coaches, all you have to do is jump into the neutral zone in, in high school. Give to Bailey this time on their right side, and he's going to pick his way for five. Still forces them into a third down situation, which uh, is, a, is a better spot than we were in. So, And now we got a hurt Columbia player. Oh, it's Brian Whitehead. Brian Whitehead. Well, that's, unfortunately, I don't think that's a cramp. Starting nose yeah. tackle, it might be. Well, I don't know. He was limping. He was limping earlier, as uh, when Shubbyville was threatening. Uh, just in their last series, he was he was limping, favoring his leg a little bit. So, hopefully, he's going to be okay. Is uh, the training staff out to check on? Ryan Whitehead. We'll take a quick timeout here with four minutes, one second to go. Columbia leading 14 to 10. Shebbeville driving. We'll find out next what happens. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com.
Brian Whitehead makes his way on his own power, and that's a good sign off to the sideline here. As uh, we're glad to see that that he's not terribly hurt, but he's making his way over, and looks like he could be okay. But starting those tackle. And they bring in Tristan Harden, who's a who's a uh, a good good player as well. Second and six, or is it third? Third, third, third and six. six. Watch your hard count at the again. Columbia thirty-four yard line. Excuse me, at the twenty-nine yard line. Come on, that's Bailey. He's got his first down and then some, all the way inside the fifteen down to the fourteen yard line. Goes Bailey for the Eagle, Golden Eagles. Oh, darn it. Another first down. That same play is just, I mean, there's no telling how many yards they've gotten yeah, off a, of that same one play. Yeah, and, and, and yards after contact but, is another thing that's that's uh, picked up a lot of ground game for, for Shelbyville. And with Whitehead out at nose tackle, that's, that's make it, that could make a difference. He's got a lot of speed, not a lot of size from Whitehead for a nose guard, but definitely brings a speed aspect that can help out. Here's the ball down. They clock down to five. As he gets it off a high snap, giving it to Chandler now on the right side, and he's going to go into the end zone for a touchdown. Doggone it. So Chandler goes from 14 out to give the a lead again. Right now, 16 to 14 with two minutes, 58 seconds to go with the extra point attempt still to go. They had a little issue just with the handoff, the exchange from the quarterback to Chandler, and it seemed to almost freeze the defense, and and Chandler was able to just scoot right through. He's got a lot of speed, quickness. All of those backs do. Yeah, and they just keep feeding him in one after the other. And fresh legs will kill in, in football, especially late in the second half. Extra point attempt is good. So with two minutes, 58 seconds to go here in this third quarter, back and forth we go as Shelbyville takes the lead at 17-14. to 14. We'll take and, a – Oh, yeah, I was just going to – Go ahead. Go ahead. Take a look at this, this yeah. scoring play once more as they just bust through two open field tackles right there and waltzes mm. into the end zone. Uh, mm. Columbia defense has got to be better than that. Still only a three-point game, though, and a lot of time left in the second half of play. It's more of a slugfest in, in the second half, but uh, still plenty of opportunities. Well, hopefully Columbia can do something right here as they will get the ball back here with uh, at the end of this third quarter. They need to, they need a, an offensive, a good offensive push right here to go down the field. And get seven. Yeah. I'm going to play Captain back. Obvious real quick, but obviously well, it would be nice would be a 20, 25-yard kickoff return right here to put us in good field position. And, uh, How about 95? Get, 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 get our like goal line out of our, out of our backfield. Well, this kicker is definitely a weapon for Shelby Villas. A bunch of his, most of all of his kicks have gone into the end zone for the touchback. Maybe he'll miss it. But he didn't. That one's going into the end zone as well, about six yards deep. But Columbia will take over first and ten at their own 20-yard line. Got to get something going here on offense. Yeah, they certainly do. And this is 
the most important drive of all tonight as, as they go down by three points right here. They've got to respond. Finally, the Columbia defense broke right there after they bent. They've been bending but not breaking all night, and finally they broke there uh, down around the goal line. Um, and uh, this is an opportunity right here for Columbia to answer that call. Only down by three points, and you've got to put some yards together right here. Columbia's been a first-half team offensively for the better part of the season. They've got to show up here. Tice gives to McCoy on the left side. Nothing there. Hit at the line of scrimmage and brought down for no gain. Second and ten. Well, maybe they'll give him a half a yard. And what you'd really like to do is give your defense a little bit of a rest. I mean, I, I, even if you don't score, what you want to do is make a couple of first three first downs, change the field position, and give your give your defense a rest. They've been on the field the whole second half, it seems like. Yeah, I'd like to see the time of possession statistics. I'm sure it's pretty lopsided in, in Shelbyville's favor. No doubt. Do you remember that first quarter? They you know, yes. took half the quarter. Here's Tice. Looking to throw out of the shotgun. There's a hold. They didn't call it. And a good, great catch by Jordan Davis right here on the side, on the near side. A great and pass come up and limp, catch. And he's come up limping. Let's just hope that's a cramp. But it... Here's that play once again right here as Tice is rolling to his right, turns his body and can't really see it in frame right there, but Davis goes to the sideline, Great slides pass. out of bounds, and, and makes the grab. Great pass there by Tice, especially yes. going to his right. Terrific. The left-hander. All right, so first and ten. That's a little momentum builder. you got to build off of that now. I'm thinking McCoy is going to break it right here. Here he goes on the left side. No, hit right at the line of scrimmage, that same linebacker or somebody. That's made that play, made the last play, LaVorne for the Golden Eagles for only a two-yard, two-yard catch. There's the fullback I mean, two-yard run. There's the fullback Whitehead coming back. And Davis, the and Davis back in. Yeah, both, both good. Both of Kendrick players. And, and Davis coming in because KJ Fryers at number ten missed that block on that linebacker. He's supposed to come down and crack right there, and allowed for. Uh, that linebacker to slip through and make the tackle, so he comes out. It seems it seems like Shovel's king on McCoy when he's in the back, and wherever he, whichever side he's rolling to, there they're just student body to that side and making the tackle. High formation, second and ten. Case and Tice looking to throw, going down for Jordan Davis, way downfield. He's got the ball at the twenty-five. He's at the twenty. He's at the ten. Matt flags on the field. Touchdown, Columbia. Here comes the kick from Garcia, and he put it through. It's and good. If you listeners, if you listeners are not watching on uh, 
Facebook, Facebook right? Facebook they, can, they can log on and see that play replay on Facebook. Yeah, here it is right here. As Tice is under center in the I formation, play action fake to McCoy. There is Davis on the bottom of your screen, and then he gets a step or two behind the defender, turns around, makes a little Stiff step arm. arm right there, puts him off at the 10-yard line, and he trots in for six. 60-yard bomb. Boom! To Jordan Davis from Case and Tice. That's what we want. I think we've got a new nominee for, for player of the game now, I believe. And I, and I think his name's Jordan Davis. Oh, I did. So He's got yeah, my vote. Yeah, so He's far. got my vote. So far. We what still a got a quarter to go. 48 seconds to go left in this third quarter. Columbia up now 21 to 17. Back and forth the whole game. Back and forth. Great game to be at. Hope you're enjoying it. Hope you can see it. If you can't on Facebook Live, you can actually go back and watch this game as, as much as you want. It's going to be there. As a lot of people do. Yeah. We've seen so far. Yeah. So that sure pumped up this crowd here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. As we, uh, as Garcia now approaches from his own 40 to kick. As we there's broadcast. There's a, a great kick. It's going into the end zone. That's what we want to see for sure. Great kick. Touchback. It was Shevagol take over like first and 10. Every time. Like yeah. to do that every time. As Definitely. we are broadcasting to you from the Marion Will Hoyt press box in the Dan Janes Media Center. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a new one. Yeah. That, yeah. But one that definitely deserves the credit. There you go. Dan's in the booth next to us, giving the public address announcer and getting the, the crowd pumped up. Probably we, the need, we need our defense to stiffen up a little bit, Lee. What do you say? Turnover. Yeah, and they, that's they've, what got, I they've got see. a good opportunity here. It's probably the worst field possession that Sheldonville has had since the first quarter. Yeah, you're right. You're good right. Good opportunity for Columbia's defense. Got to stop them. Got to stop him. Turnover would be beautiful thing. There's the lauder going to keep it. He was across the side. He was across the line. I mean, he was across the line. And you can hear the coaches say that. It was complete and going to pick up a first down. No flags on the play. It looked like the lauder past the line of scrimmage. The only explanation is but that now, wait, he, he threw a lateral. Wait a now minute. there's a flag on the field. Now there there's is a flag, a flag on the field. Only explanation would be if he threw it behind him. But it was close, and he was definitely beyond the line. So the referees are gathering up there. He did make the completion, and they did get the first down. If the ball was going laterally or behind from where the quarterback was throwing, it's legal from well, what I, was, I understand. Well, I was there at the Music City Miracle, and I'm not going to relate that to this because I think that was illegal what we saw here. Okay. But All at right. the Music City Miracle, was, that was legal. Well, definitely legal. Oh. Absolutely it was legal. It sure was. It sure <laughs> Unless was. you live in Buffalo, New York, <laughs> and it was completely illegal. Oh, and yeah. you know me and Drake agree with that. If you ever listen to the, the, the Front Sports Radio Hour, our, our intro there has, there that, has that play in the intro. I was at that game and so uh, so mad at the Titans for letting Buffalo drive right down the field and kick the go-ahead field goal or uh. whatever, however they got went ahead. I, I left the seat and was going down the concourse when when the Titans scored. Dude, come on. Oh. He's that not going to like that. So what did – was it an illegal pass? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. An illegal pass. That's going to be a down. loss of down and a 10-yard penalty, right? Or is it must be a five-yard. Well, it's five. Or they marked it. It's five. They marked it from the penalty, from the spot. That doesn't make any sense to me. So they're going to spot the ball at the Shelbyville 
16-yard line. Second and 15. Yeah. But there's, it's really like 14 because they've got oh, it. They started at the 20, right? That's, That's where the correct. line of scrimmage yes. was, but they've got it now. So they must have marked that five from, from, the where, 21. from where he threw it. illegally threw the pass. So here we go. Second and 14. Need another good play here from the defense. A high snap, and he, he yes. holds on to it, but there's the sack. That, that center, that center ball here the whole game. So the defense was ready that time, and DeLauder really had to, to, to leap to bring that ball back, but he had nowhere to go as soon as he got the ball. You can see it again right here as that ball goes way high, almost over the head, and then a sack right there as he can't regain possession of it. And that ends the third quarter of play on a great note for the Lions defense. They're going to have a third and 18 to go from the 11 when we come back with fourth quarter action. Columbia leading 21 to 17. A quarter of football action left here with Friday Night Lights at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. You're listening to Columbia Central High School football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium for our final period of play here, at least in regulation. As the Columbia Central Lions are trying to hold on here to the against the Shelbyville Golden Eagles, they're leading 21 to 17 as we begin fourth quarter action. Is Shelbyville facing a third and 18 from their own 16-yard line? As you can hear the crowd in the background really ramping up their support of this defense. If I'm, if I'm several right here, I'm not trying anything crazy. I'm just probably trying to get the ball down the field and out away from the end zone. And don't turn the ball over. That'd be smart. Four receivers for DeLauder. He's going to run it inside on the handoff. And he is stuck. Who is that? Autry Smith? Autry Smith. What a play by Autry Smith for a loss on the play as Crenshaw was trying to come around the left side. And it's going to bring up a punting situation from their own end zone this time. Yeah, that was a terrific play. The crowd has showed up and showed out tonight. That was an emphasized point all week at Columbia Central High School. They were posting about it. They wanted to fill these stands for this football game. And they've come out. And this is the loudest I've heard this place in a couple of years. And they, and they just made an impact right there. The crowd did. Autry Smith, huge play. Loss of about a yard right there. And now Columbia is going to get great field position. Here's the kick from the end zone. And Justice Haggard's going to watch it roll. A great punt by the Golden Eagles. That ball's rolling down to the 31-yard line. I wish they would have caught that ball. It's going to be a flag. A flag. Oh. 
Oh. Autry ran into the kicker. Oh, no. Is that five yards? It looked pretty 15-ish. Oh, no. Well, that's pretty first down. No, it was only it's fourth and 18. I know that. But, but it's personal foul and running, <laughs> roughing the kickers for automatic first down. If usually. I'm not. Usually. Please, Sometimes they change I've these got, things in Let's see. School. It's five. Come on. Be five. Come on, buddy. Give us the call. Oh, personal no. foul. Yeah, it's not a first down. It's fourth and three. First, first down. But yeah, it, it is you, first you, down. You do realize, yeah, they called it a first down. Yeah. Automatic first Look, down. Anytime that personal foul signal comes out first, it's going to be a first down. I promise you. Oh my god, man, that's a killer. Oh, it. Was Archery at right after he made the huge play and then cost him the first down right there. I didn't see it. I was looking, to hoping, hoping to see Justice Haggard take that ball and run it back. Okay. Ugh. Another defense comes oh back gosh. out. And oh, my gosh. Lions had, to play, Lions had to play football now. First and 10 at the 26-yard line of Shelbyville. Taking a long time. They still got 15 seconds somehow to get this playoff. They always get the time. Down to five. DeLauder makes the snap. Looking to throw this time. Going deep downfield. Overshots. Jordan Davis on the coverage. Incomplete. Second and ten. Little, little bit of little bit of hand fighting right there about 45-yard line, but not enough to draw draw the flag. And it was pretty even. It was good no call right I there. got you. There we go. Any, 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 you know, neutral or, or negative play on first down is, is a good play for the Columbia defense. Chandler now on DeLauder's right hip. Another high snap. DeLauder going to keep it himself, but he's going to go down after picking up only about three as Caleb Clanton and Cam Bratton, in there Cam Bratton combined for the stop. About third and six and a half, seven maybe. Another opportunity for Columbia. Got to get this place loud again. We need, we need some we need some Dan James magic here to get this place pumping again. So I'm telling you, that had a factor on that third and 18. Ball spotted now just shy of the Shelbyville 30-yard line. Here we go. Clock running in this fourth quarter. Ten minutes, 20 seconds to go. Here's the shotgun snap. DeLauder looking to throw. A screen pass on the left side. He's going to get taken down by Autry. Now Jordan Davis makes a fantastic play on the far sideline. Yeah, wow. That was a great play from Davis. He sniffed that play out. It was a screen over to the left side. Davis playing corner. There actually might have been the receiver right there that came back around, kind of a little bubble screen, and he laid it on him. Get back. Let's, okay. <laughs> Let's go. I'm scared they're going to maybe try no, to no, kick no. that ball quick. So Justice Haggard backs up to his own 40. That's Betzelberger, the kicker for Shelbyville, gets the ball. And this time nobody's touching him. He gets the ball punted. Oh, no. And Justice Haggard almost made a mistake there. But that's, been a, that's been a problem mm. for him this season. Mm. He's, he's gotten real close to that football uh, when he should not be real close to that football. Uh, but 
crisis averted right there. Columbia gets the ball back. No harm, no foul on the running into the kicker uh, from Audrey Smith. And uh, we get another chance. This time, this drive needs some sustained momentum right here. Run a good clock. push from the offensive line of Columbia Central. And burn off seven and a half minutes like Shelbyville did in their first drive. Let's return the favor here in this last drive, or potentially last drive of the night for Columbia Central. Caden McCoy going to have to show up big along with his offensive line. Huge here's, drive. Here's Tice, first and 10 at his own 28-yard line. The jet sweep coming to Justice Haggard, looking for room around the right side, not going to find it. He gets maybe two, gets to the 30. So it's going to be second and eight. Stopped in bounds. Clock will run. Yeah, I believe he got two yards on he that play, maybe one. He got two. Caden Sparks was in there as well, uh, running back. Now K.J. Frierson and Jordan Davis into the ball game on offense. No, actually, Davis comes back out. Davis comes back out. Got to get first downs. That's all you got to do. And a touchdown. One tight end. Two wide receivers to either side. Actually, three wide receivers. Two yes. to the right, one to the left. Caden McCoy, the lone setback. Tice under center. Pitches it out to McCoy. Gets through the seam. He's gone. He's at the 50. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. No flags on the field at the 10-5. Touchdown. Columbia. A wow, and a 70-yard wow, wow. run. He's approaching 200 again. McCoy might be the best running back in all of high school football MVP. in the United States. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jordan football. Davis. I'm yeah. sorry, Jordan Davis. He just took it back over. But Caden McCoy just took your trophy again. Uh, so far, again. we're yeah, not so through far, yet. We're, we're definitely not done. Uh, goes up by 10 now as Columbia takes that takes the takes a another drive right down the field. What a play from Caden McCoy. There's the extra point attempt, and it's good. So, with, wait a minute. There's a flag. So no, offside. no, no acknowledgement from the officials. But now offsides on the defense. So why does the kick not count? Why does the kick not count? I don't understand. They're going to kick it again. So it is a new score. Columbia leading 27 to 17. Uh, and uh, how could you not take another look at this one? They're going to have to re-kick it here. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Should be should decline that, right? It was offside. Should yes. decline that penalty, and That's, you already kicked the ball. Why would they have to kick again? I mean. And they're going to have to. Wow. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'll take the one point off the board for now. I mean, take the penalty and go for two. Well, fellas, we have to pick a Caring Hearts Home Health Care player of the game. So we have to think about that moving forward. We've got a couple of candidates here. We might have co-players of the game. I don't know. Yeah, we could for sure. Yeah. For sure. Let's hope. Maybe we – we can, do one for each team. Team. we can do one for each station. How about that? <laughs> there, you there you go. There you go. So the now KM what are they doing? KRM. I mean, come on. I'm trying to explain what's going on to Coach Goff over here on the near sideline. The referees are. There was an offside call, but why would the, the extra point not have counted that Garcia kicked through? Now are we going to? I have no idea what's going on. Line up, maybe go for two. And I've said this before, neither do the officials. I think I said that in the Marshall County game as well. It's just 
well, it's, yeah, just, no. it's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable that this is taking this long on an extra point. You might as well have everybody go back down to the end zone and warm up after this again. Put hmm. three minutes on the clock. So the referees are still just taking their time. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Tell us what's going on here. They're going to... I guess they're going to let him try to attempt to kick again. And he's not going to give us any type of explanation. <laughs> Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yeah. It is. Garcia, there's the snap set, and he misses Wow. It. Wow. Mm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, that, no that's good. infuriating. So the score stays 27 to 17, but Columbia gets their biggest lead of the night so far. 10, 10 points over Shelby. Yeah, 27-17. We'll go back to how it happened here on this Facebook live stream. Going back to this play at the 30-yard line, a 70-yard touchdown. There goes Caden McCoy right through every type of defender. We'll slow it down here as McCoy is streaking into the end zone. Ten-point lead for the Lions. And that's how we got to a ten-point lead. Unreal. Offensive line for Columbia tonight. I hope Caden McCoy is giving these kids uh, his cookie at lunch, you know, during the week or something like that. Take them all to McDonald's. Yeah. You know. I don't know. That might be a little expensive. But that's what, well, nowadays now. it definitely is. But I'm just saying we get them, get them McDonald's or Wendy's or somewhere. Thank Take them all to eat lunch. Thank him here, and he's got 170 now with three touchdowns. That was a 70-yarder right there. Yeah. Unbelievable. It goes with a 66 he had for a touchdown in the second quarter. Uh, just unbelievable. 209, what he had a couple of weeks ago, right? I believe so. 17 carries for 209 and two. Now he's got 170 and three. Might be breaking some school records this year if he continues on this pace. Maybe his head coach's records, right? Could be. Here's Garcia, the kick from his 40. Another good kick. It's going to the end zone. No, going to get it at the two. There's a great recovery. Get him down at the 15, at the, okay. at the 16-yard line. Great coverage for the Lions. That's something you want to see for sure right here. Yeah, almost almost let him out of there. Broke a few tackles, and several, eventually was taken down by a pride alliance. Good coverage. Several definitely has their work cut out for him. Down by 10 with 8.15, roughly 8.15 to go there. They're going to have to get busy, Lee. What do you think? I'm hoping this defense is going to step up right here, create another turnover, and let's score. Let's get a defensive touchdown right here. Put the nail in the coffin. Like well, Dr. Well, Dr. Steele like said, 38 points. We might be able to get to that point. He did say that. There's a, a, a quick pass. That ball hit the ground, right? It, it picked up over there on the far sideline. And apparently, it was a completion. Gets 10 yards on the on the cool quick pass, quick outlet pass from DeLauder to the receiver. It looks like Shovel's gone to their no huddle express offense. Yeah, they've done that a few times tonight, and it's caught in Columbia off guard a few times. Seven yard gain on the reception as they'll spot it at their own 24-yard line, second and three. 
Hand off to Crenshaw, or Bailey up the middle, and he's got his first down. He's still on his feet, breaking tackles, and he's Tough finally runner. taken down by Bratton, who makes the tackle, or Hildreth, way back down, way back upfield. So, but again, another first down for the Golden Eagles at the 30 at their own 34-yard line. Terrible yeah. tackling that time. But Bailey, Bailey's a tough runner. He's a strong kid and keeps those legs moving. He's, he's hard to bring down one by one, one, one guy. Here's DeLauder giving to Bailey again up the middle. He's got three, and then he gets nailed. Malik Smith on the tackle there. There's about four of them tackling that time. He wasn't going anywhere. Good pursuit from Columbia's defense. That's what you want to see. Still, Tristan still about a four-yard tackle. Still about a four-yard gain. Too much. Yeah, it is. Second and six. Ball now at the Columbia at the Shelbyville 37. Here's DeLauder. Going to run it again. Right up. No, he's keeping it in himself. He's got his first down. Crosses hmm. the 45 to the 47-yard line. Goes, goes uh, Nathaniel DeLauder, the quarterback for the Golden Eagles. I'll tell you, boys, he's he's a pretty good quarterback. He's, he's for real. He's legit. I'm sure he's got some looks from uh, from some from some schools around the country. Doesn't have a whole lot of size, but he's definitely all of about six feet tall. Uh, probably around 200, 200, 205 pounds. Yeah, 6'1", 195. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for the center to snap it over his head again. I am too. <laughs> and he's going to throw this time. Got his man out here to the outside, the near side. Steps, steps out, of out of bounds after about a six-yard pickup. So it'll be second and about four for the Eagles as they cross into Columbia territory to the 47. That was a really long throw to only pick up six yards, threw it from that left hash and in high school football, high school and college. That's a very long throw from the left hash to the sideline, uh, but he made it made it pretty quickly and impressively. So yeah, DeLauder's really effective on that RPO and then up the, up, up the gut, straight up the gut after he pulls it back out of the running back's belly. He's up the middle for a good 10 or 12-yard gain. Looking to throw this time. No, he's giving it to Chandler around the left side. He's got room, still on his feet. Got nobody in front of him. He's going to go to the end zone. No flags on the play. Chandler. Just like that. My goodness gracious, a 47-yard run by Rakirian Chandler to get the score back to 24 now, or 23. It'll be 23 to 27 pending the extra point. Chandler is to Shelby Bull what McCoy is to Columbia Central. Mm. With speed, mm. shiftiness. Mm. That was a tough one. Put Shelbyville right back in this ball game. A lot of missed tackles, hits the sideline. And the speed from Chandler that time was just too much for Rowan Manning and Justice Haggard there on the, on the Shelbyville sideline going down the field. Six minutes, 35 seconds to go here as Shelbyville attempts their extra point try here. Snap, set, kick, no good. No good. Yes. No good. That's huge. Wow, that That's is huge. big. That, that makes, is big. Now, now a touchdown has to be scored for Columbia or for Shelbyville Central to go ahead. If that, if that point try had been made right there, uh, Columbia would only be a field goal ahead, only three points. That turns it into four. That's a huge, huge miss from the Shelbyville kicker there. It looked like the, the holder kind of fumbled the snap just enough to pull the kicker's timing off. Uh, the ball was not quite set correctly for the kicker's liking. Missed the kick. It was 
Six minutes and 35 seconds to go. We'll take a quick timeout with a lot of action left. Hopefully Columbia can hold on right here, leading 27-23 to 23 over Shelbyville. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. What a game we have here in this fourth quarter at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Friday Night Lights, what a beautiful game we've had from this fourth week of the football season. Columbia right now holding on to a 27-23 lead as uh, Shelbyville ready to kick off now after that 60-yard uh, touchdown. What did they have, a 40-yard touchdown? Not sure. Here, here's the kick. It's an onside kick. And it hadn't gone. Oh, no. Oh, they got the onside kick. Our guys were just not prepared and ready at all. uh, Shelbyville takes over at the 49-yard line. This guy's saying Columbia ball. The side judge on this side is saying Columbia football. He pointed the way of Columbia. I didn't see a Columbia man get the ball. And And the Columbia coaches are pointing that way as well. Do we have the replay? No, we don't. So whose is it? It's defense. They're, they're going to give it to There's a flag, and that's going to be a that's going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct on Malik Smith. Come on now, fellas, you got you got the hold. That's going to be 15 yards on top of that. So it's going now going to be at the 35 of Columbia. Goodness gracious, that's something you just cannot have. And obviously, nobody was, nobody was ready for that onside kick. No, they weren't. And it worked. I mean, there was no Columbia defender no. there. They were just waiting on the ball to finally roll to the over 10 yards. Well, he, the kicker lightly kicked it just enough to get it to Rose. A really terrific kick by the kicker. And they were putting blockers out in front of the football to knock back the Columbia players so the shovel players could recover it. It was a really a beautiful, uh, beautifully executed onside kick. But not for the return team. The return team was just not expecting it, not waiting on that at all. So now the Lauder hands off to Chandler up the middle, and he's just running over everybody. Still on his feet, down to the almost to the 20-yard line. He finally gets brought down at the 21. So goodness gracious, a pickup of 14. I think Justice Hager was trying to strip that one away and just didn't focus on tackling first, which he should have been. Mm, mm, mm. Columbia's got to make a play here and switch this momentum back onto their side, and it has shifted quickly. That's a big offensive line for sure. Sure is. They've made a they've made a difference in that line of scrimmage. So let's see if Columbia can get this stopped. Here's Delauder. Ball fumbled, and he's going to get. He's still moving. Yeah, he still gets back to the line of scrimmage. 
after he fumbled the snap. So uh, about second. Second ten. Yeah. Five minutes, 45 seconds and counting here, remaining in this fourth quarter. Columbia leading 27-23. to 23. This game's starting to make my stomach hurt a little bit. <laughs> what a game. What a game. This sure has been. And Shelbyville taking their time. Early candidate for game of the year. Game clock, the play clock down inside 10. They must be going to call timeout. What is this about? I believe so. I think that's what they're going to do. Why? And they did. Why? Why would you do that? You know? That doesn't make know. sense to me. I'm not sure. So, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. I think Shebbable feels feels as though this is the game. This is the game type of drive and score that they need to take time on. Everybody get on the same page. Because if they score here, fellas are going to go up, and then they're going to have to call on their defense to stop Columbia. Yeah, so I think they're banking that this is this is it. Yes, somebody's got to has got to break through that line of scrimmage and hang on for these tackles. Whether, play. whether it's whether it's Delauder, they're going to run it. There's no doubt in my mind they're going to run. Either Delauder or Chandler are going to run the ball. They're not. I can't see them really trying to throw now. They've got the ball at the Columbia 21-yard line. Five minutes, 14 seconds to go. Shepherdville now with two timeouts left. Columbia all three remaining here in the second half. Biggest couple of plays of the night to this point. There's the handoff to Chandler up the middle, and he's still on his feet. Bring him down, somebody, or take the ball out. So he picks up five yards before he can finally be brought down. So it's going to be third and five for Shelbyville. They'll spot it at the 17 of Columbia. He just does a really good job of moving his, keeping his feet moving. And it's hurting Columbia right now. they got hands on their hips, especially those front four, even Malik Smith. They look gassed. They've got to find it in themselves to make a play on these next couple of plays because obviously four down territory for Shelbyville right here as they're down by four. Play clock down to 12. Game clock at 4.33. There's a handoff to Chandler up the middle. He's reaching for his first down. Looks like he got it. Goodness gracious. He's right at the 10-yard line, so we'll see where they spot it. Officially, it's going to be outside the 10, so it's not going to be first and goal, but it's going to be first and 10 just shy of the 10-yard line, so they can get a first down inside the one. As the clock now back running as the chains are set, four minutes, 10 seconds to go. Now they say first and goal. Well, it's still on this side of the – I don't see how, but – I guess they have. He's dropped the sticks over there on the far side. Right. Here's DeLauder. Makes the snap. This time Bailey in the game. And he just rolls over for five, down to the five-yard line. Rolls over defender, uh, Columbia defenders to get to the five-yard line. A pickup of five. It's about, <clears throat> excuse me, it's about time for DeLauder to keep the ball. Pull it back out of the running back's bread basket run around one of the ends. That was Crenshaw in now at the tailback position. As clock now down to 325 to go here in the fourth quarter. It's crunch time. DeLauder keeps it. 
looking for room around the left side, and he is into the end zone for a touchdown. As one more time, we have a, a, a lead change in this ball game. It's going to be 30 to 27. Excuse me, 29, 29 to 27. Pending the extra point. Swinging gate. Oh, gone it. Onside kick. That was a big play, a big, big mm. bust from Columbia's defense. Mm. And I'll start on that onside kick. Mm. Mm. Three minutes and 16 seconds to go. Columbia has all three timeouts. They're going to do a, go for two. There's a football in the field, a fumble. And he's going to miss. Oh, he's going to be. That ball is free. Get up. Oh, no. The ball was fumbled and could have been returned for, for like two. That would have tied it. And, uh, that would have tied it up. That was Audrey Smith. He just ripped a hamstring on that. Possibly. It, was, it was Roland Manning. Roland Manning who scooped it up, and now he's down. Oh, grabbing the back of his leg. It, that, could be a, that could be a bad if hamstring. If he had taken pull. that back, if he had taken that back, uh, that would have tied the ball game up. Looks like Manning's okay. Yeah, he's Look, up and off the field. Okay. Made a he's good great. effort at Terrific. it. Terrific. Oh, my goodness. So, that the, the it. extra hey. point is the two-point conversion is no good. The score remains 27 to 29. Columbia down by two. 316 to go. That's encouraging. You could have tied it up right there with the return. But you could also now go down and kick a field goal and win this thing. Oh, me. Doggone it. Which is very, very important to know. Two-point ball game. This is big. I, if I was Garcia, I'd already be on the sideline warming up. <laughs> well, hey, maybe it, we can just take it right look, back to the house right here. But Kay if he could just not Kay get it. Watch the onside kick. They're not going to do it again. No. I'd be ready for it every play. Every time they kick, you should tell those front guys to make sure that it's not an onside kick. Caden They've McCoy. got their hands team in there now. Caden McCoy can run 70, 80 yards in three minutes and 16 seconds. I promise you. He sure can. <laughs> this looks like a different front line on, on the kickoff return team. Looks like the hands team. If I was a gambling man, I would gamble that he is not going to kick an onside kick. But, you did, hey, crazy things have happened. They have. It's high school football, folks. Yep. Now we've got 11. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, man. <clears throat> mm. All right. Got to run somebody out there. Don't There's only 10. Time out. Okay, here comes there you go. There's Jason, 11. Jason Barnett comes in finally. Columbia not able to get the personnel correct on the field. Uh, they got to put him in. They're not going to have a timeout. Why would they not allow one person and allow somebody it else? It might be once a ball That's set. 11 right there. But why would you not allow one player to go in? The referees were saying he was not allowed to come in, and then they allowed Malik Smith it, to come in. It, it could make any be a sense. matter once the ball is set for play, you're not allowed to substitute, but I don't know if that's might be an illegal substitution type situation. Okay, so Malik was in. Right, and so they, he has to come back in, and eight was not allowed to sub for him. All right, so here's Shelbyville kicking from their 40. Kick. That is a returnable for the first time. Haggard. Justice Haggard at the 20. He's at the third, and no. he fumbles the ball. I believe Columbia no. got it. I believe Columbia got it back. Columbia looked like got it back, yes. yes. Columbia got it back. I'm not sure who it was. Oh, thank you. Justice Haggard. Uh, looks like 
That Juan was, Sims, I believe, got that recovered that fumble. That Talk was close, fellas. <laughs> that was that was awful close. Oh, Talk about goodness. crisis averted. It's just me or something. There's just something. Justice Haggard hadn't been hadn't been himself as far as running uh, his his intensity of when he gets that ball and then kind of just fall, fell out of his hands right there. All right, so over here's Columbia. Here's Columbia at their thirty. Three-yard line, first and ten. Case and Tice in the shotgun. Throws it to Jordan Davis, complete. Stiff arms, one man, tight roping the sideline. But they're saying he went out. He did step out. He oh, stepped out. my goodness. But he gets the first down, it's and it's going to be close. It's close. But that stops the clock with three minutes and one second to go here. As uh, That's going to now he's going to be a little short, it looks like. Let's see if Coach Moore has a little stop and go in him. Maybe a little, maybe a little pump fake and go deep. But I tell you what, with three minutes to go, you don't want to score. T- you really don't want to score too early here. Well, you've got time. That's, that's, the, that's well, the main thing. you got three timeouts as well. I say we score. Okay, no matter I got what. you. I got you. I want I to score. I want to go back ahead. <laughs> I want to <laughs> be in the lead. Take your chances from there. There goes the first down push by Case and Tice. There you go. And All right. He, the quarterback keeper right up the middle gets three. Up to the 45 of Columbia. Where it'll be first and ten with two minutes and 55 seconds. As soon as they mark those chains, yeah. they'll start that clock, and, and there it, it goes. It started a little early. The chains still aren't set. Mm. And the clock's run about seven seconds so far. Yeah. All right, Lions, come on. Case and Tice in the shotgun now with Caden McCoy on his left hip. There's a whistle. Timeout. Shelbyville. All right. They've got one left. Columbia still has all three to go. It's two minutes and 36 seconds. Folks, if you're not excited about high school football, this is one to get excited about. There's something wrong with you. We've had lead changes back and forth the whole game, and here we are in this last two minutes to go. Uh, Columbia needs to score, whether it's three, whether it's seven. We've got to have a score here. Yeah, it's a <laughs> the biggest game of the year. You're down two points uh, to one of the better teams here in your region in Shelbyville Central, a rival as well. And you've played them all the way down to the wire, and you've, and you've let one drive go down mistakenly on, a, on an onside kick attempt right there from, from Shelbyville. You've got two minutes and 36 seconds to go, and a fresh set of downs at the 45-yard line to take this thing down there. Get six, please. Get three, two, but please get six yeah. and seven. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, this could be a, a, an establishing victory for this football team and especially for this coaching staff in, in Tredarius Golf and company. Both teams here, two and one in this uh, region, 5-5-A. Five, five First game of the region for both teams here tonight. As it's Columbia, Columbia lines up. Case and Tice in the shotgun. He's looking to throw. He's got time. He steps up in the pocket. Now he's going to go down. Why? Why? Why did he just throw it? There wasn't anybody to throw it to. He was only person he had was Justice Haggard, and he looked like he was covered way downfield. Nobody yeah. else over there for him to throw it to. That's a bad sack. That's a bad mm. sack to take. Mm, mm, mm. That hurts his possession a lot. The clock continues to roll. About that's, to go under two that's, minutes. That's a five-yard loss. So now second and 15 from their 40. Here's Tice looking to throw. Quick pass to Justice Haggard. Gets four. And the clock's going to run. You're going to have to. He's hurt. 
Justice Haggard is, is injured on that reception on the tackle. That could have been a personal foul, too, to the helmet. Yeah, it could have been. It's a big blow. Mm. As we'll have the injury timeout as officials are now. Or is it a cramp? It is a cramp. Yes. Goodness, it's a cramp. Only a cramp. But, uh. So, guys, no, 155 is, to go. This is getting pretty pretty dicey. We still have our three timeouts. This is going to be a huge play right here, third and 12 from the Columbia 43-yard line. There's Haggard is helped up to his feet, but he's still struggling to make it on his own. Uh, it's definitely a cramp in that right leg. We've seen a few of those tonight. It's odd that we're getting so many of those uh, on a night where it's finally cooled down a little bit. It's obviously due to hydration. Got to get those fluids in. Hopefully Haggard can get back out there. All right, so hopefully we got a good play called in right there. Sounded, sounded pretty good. Case and Tice. Is bringing his team to the line of scrimmage as uh, they line up at the Columbia 43 yard line. Got to get to the 45 of Shelbyville for the first down. Here's Tice. McCoy on his left hip. Rolling to his right. Looking to throw. There's the pass. And oh, just incomplete. Misses Jordan Davis at, at the 40 yard line. Would have been a first down. But now. Here it is, guys. Fourth yeah, this and is the game. Fourth and twelve. This is a game here. I would call timeout. A big opportunity. Are they well, going to? They're going to hold them. And you've still to... got an opportunity if you turn it over here to stop uh, stop Shelbyville on three plays and get the ball back potentially. That's, oh, we got to make this. Here it is. So far, the play of the game. Case and Tice in the shotgun. Caden McCoy on his left hip. Three receivers to his left, one to his right. Tice rolls to his left. He's throwing deep all the way, looking for Jordan Davis. And he was interference, and that's going to be a first down. Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis gets the interference call way downfield at the 18-yard line, the 16-yard line. Oh, that's going to – that's not a – the 15-yarders. Yeah. You, can't you can't hang with Jordan Davis's stuff right there. We'll see it again. We'll see it again as this ball is in the air right here as it pops up on Facebook in an absolute tackle by the defensive back right there. And Columbia gets bailed out. What an unbelievably timed play. But that defender, that defender basically had to do that because he would have caught that ball. Oh, yeah. I think. I mean, he might have. He looked like he was going to have to come back. It was short. But he would have probably caught it if he hadn't done what he did to him. What timing was that? So well, that's a 15-yard penalty. Should put it about Seville's 42 or 43-yard line. These refs, right there, taking 42. so long to figure out where okay. the ball goes. Here um, we go, 135. We're in good shape. Still Better got three shape timeouts. We were. Still got three timeouts. Got to take this thing down. I'd say you're comfortable. Give us 20, and you're we'll get a field goal. You know, you get, you're comfortable about 35, I think. Number from, from two. Garcia. Number two is the key right here, fellas. I'm telling you. Caden McCoy. And we got the three timeouts. Be ready to use them. Need about 18 yards first to get comfortable for a field goal. I attempt. wouldn't even. First to ten. Here's Tice looking to throw. 
He's rooting for Jamar. Jamar, and he makes the catch, but you call a timeout. Call the timeout. Got forward progress. Call the timeout, guys. Why would you not call the timeout? They're getting on the ball well, quickly. Getting on the ball got, quickly here. Uh, Pickup of one. Second and nine. A minute ten to go. Shelbyville 41. Tice throws the far side. That's Richard Powers first makes down, a catch. Now. First Time down. Out. Is that Stop Powers? That's yeah. Richard Powers makes Stop the first the down and catch. Stop a sophomore. Two seconds. Two extra minute seconds and three to go. Columbia has the ball now on the 31-yard line. And they finally call timeout. Goodness gracious. What a play. Tice was calm with that throw, and Richard Powers, the young sophomore receiver, makes a great catch and then gets the first down. Yeah, the, the anticipation is growing by the second here. You can cut the, you can cut the atmosphere with a knife here in Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Oh, and this three. is the biggest drive of this of these kids' lives. This well, is, a, this is a huge make, opportunity. I hope it doesn't make any difference, but two Two to three seconds rolled off that clock after Columbia made the first down before they called the timeout. I don't know. Well, you, high school, you make a first down. It stops. He stops the clock. You don't let three seconds roll off, then then stop it, then get the timeout. And, and I'm, I'm back to you. If it's me, I think I'm going to run the ball. Right here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting let it in McCoy, number two's hands right here. Let McCoy run this ball. They're spread him out. Leader. I put it in his hands, too. They spread them out. Three receivers to the left, one to the far side. To the right, here's Tice in the shotgun. He's going to throw it to McCoy with a side screen. McCoy at the 30. He goes out of bounds at the 27-yard line. You know what? I'll take that play. Pass. I, I just had visions of a halfback pass right there. Had he thrown that ball kind of laterally or behind him? Like an old Patriots play. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know all those defensive backs and linebackers are keen on McCoy, going to come up and make that help make that tackle. He lost it over the top to Jordan Davis standing all alone. 57 seconds to go here, folks. Second Garcia and seven here. at the Shelbyville 28-yard line. Garcia down here warming up on the sideline, too. Here's Tice looking to throw. No pressure. Ball tipped in the air. And what happened? Is it incomplete? Falls incomplete. Probably the best thing could have happened. That was close. That was all Jordan Davis. He turned back into a defensive back right there and tipped it away from number 31. Wow, that was almost an interception. Oh, man. Stops the clock. 51 seconds to go. Columbia still has two timeouts remaining. They're they're trailing by two. Another first down might give you – uh, field goal range. So really, you got two plays to get a first down. You've got to concentrate on the first down, I think. This would be a 45-yard field goal attempt at this point. I think that's a little bit too far. Here's Tice in the shotgun, third and seven, looking to throw. Steps up in the pocket, going to take it and run it. He's got his first down. He's got it and out of bounds. He's got the first down and out of bounds. Oh, what's, on the, what's, what's the flag? The flag for? There's a what's flag the, late. Please don't tell me that don't was on Davis. That's on Jordan. That's Please. not on Jordan, is it? That's a made-up call. That's a made-up call. Goodness gracious, what are they doing? Case and Tice had taken the taken the ball all the way down to the inside the 15-yard line. Wasn't he out of bounds when the when the when the contact was? Wow. Oh my gosh! Wow. 
Okay. That's from the spot. So that's how many? A 10-yarder? 10. So that's going to put it. It's going to make it about third and five. Okay, let's go, Jordan. Keep your head up. Keep your chin up. 44 seconds to go. Let's go. Where it was. It's going to be right back where it was. Third. Third and seven. Got to pick it up again. Got to pick it up again. Ball spotted at the the Shelbyville 28-yard line. Looks like Hager's ready to go back in, and he will. 44 seconds to go. Two timeouts left. Columbia trailing by two, 27 to 29. And Powers comes out. Some type of some type of misdirection, maybe. I don't know what, what you would call right here. Maybe it's a big play, they, regardless. McCoy hasn't been used much on this drive. I don't know if you can. Three receivers to his right. As Case uh, and Tice making sure that his receivers have got the play. He's in the shotgun. There's a snap. He's looking to throw. He's got, rolling to he's his got right. Patterson. Now he's throwing deep in the end zone. And it's going to be caught and dropped. It was caught and dropped by, who was that? Uh, Jamar uh, Morris. It's a game again. Jamar Morris. Was just, that ball was just up for grabs. It kind of looks scary to me now. It's, yeah, it was fluttering a little bit. Oh, my goodness. Now it's fourth, and here comes, here comes Garcia. Let's wow. go. This is going to be a 40, at least, uh, where are they going to spot this? Should be a 45-yarder. Should be a 45-yard attempt. Yep. Wow. No problem. I would potentially use positive thoughts. Positive thoughts, fellas. Positive thoughts. Here Make we go. sure we're ready. Beto. I would do a timeout. You got a timeout. It's four seconds. Timeout. They're calling timeout, and nobody's even listening. That. Mm. Can't be a flag. He was calling timeout, and there. There is a flag on the play. Looked like Columbia was trying to get the timeout, and the referees were not looking as the coaches were on the field calling for the timeout. Garcia now all alone out there thinking even, about this kick. I don't even know what to say. I'm too. I'm too nervous. 35 seconds to go here in this ball game. Columbia trailing Shelbyville 27 to 29. It's fourth and seven from the Columbia 28 yard line. Looks like they're going to try to spot the ball at the 35. That's going to be a 45 yard field goal attempt. They've obviously got confidence in them or they wouldn't be attempting this from here. They'd be going for it. Beto is the man. Both teams, one timeout to go, 35 seconds to go. Here we go. Huge kick. Biggest play of the year, of last year for Columbia Central. There's the snap, the set, the kick, and it is no good. Well, off to the left. They're trying to say somebody ran into the kicker. They hit Garcia. No flags called. Shelbyville will have to take a knee and get out of here with a victory. Unfortunate for the Lions. Wow. A heck of a played game by both teams tonight. You just hate to see this home team 
Mm. Like this. Sure enough. But you can look at so many different plays that play, play, play to a point in in where we're at right now. You've, you've had a penalty on the after the onside kick, you know, that gave them all that room. Uh, actually started that drive on the 35-yard line. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So 30 seconds to go. Nothing really Columbia can do. No. Now Shelbyville takes its timeout, their last timeout, because they were missing a man to be lined up. But really all they've got to do is to take a knee. Now hmm. unfortunate. Wow. Shelby played their hearts out. Just too many mistakes. I mentioned that before the game. Whoever made the least amount of mistakes was going to come out of this ball game with a victory. Uh, Columbia made just a couple more. The, the, the personal foul right there at the onside kick and not being ready for the onside kick. Really, really cost them. Despite the play of Kate McCoy, uh, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis uh, and we know. have to pick a player of the game. And, and, you know, it, it saddens me that Columbia can't come out a winner, but we had some terrific plays on both sides of the ball. But uh, yeah. we're going to have to pick a player of the game somehow, fellas, and decide somebody. Yeah. Well, Columbia is going to fall to two and two. Shelbyville is going to improve to three and one, but unfortunately, Columbia will be zero and one in region play, region five. As Shelbyville will now line up for the formality here of taking a knee. It's a heartbreaking, heartbreaking loss for Columbia. Yeah, it's disappointing to be up 27-17 and then. End up losing 29-27. You just yeah, you couldn't gotta capitalize. Give, you got to give Shelbyville credit. No doubt about it. And work on our mistakes. And uh, they still hadn't. I'm not sure why they don't start the clock. Yeah, Columbia took oh, their timeout. They, they did take the timeout. 25 seconds to go. And, and uh, really nothing for sure now. No way to stop the clock. Unless there is a, a fumble. Hot snap, maybe. Yeah. Which I've seen it happen. Even in the pros, I've seen it happen. Yep. It's happened tonight already, a high snap. A couple of fumbles on that exchange. But mm, mm, mm. I don't know why they'd be running victory formation out of the gun after all the trouble they've already had tonight, but they are. Mm. So this is going to make nine straight from Shelbyville over Columbia, but Columbia still leading the overall series 32-20. to 20. The game started playing in 1923, you know, 100 years ago. And That'll do it. there goes the, the last play of the game as the teams will now meet at midfield. Good sportsmanship here, but unfortunate for the Columbia Central Lions as they fall to Shelbyville in this Region 5-5A contest. What a contest it was. Great ball game here under the lights at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Columbia falls 29-27. We'll take a quick timeout, and we'll be back with more right after this from Columbia Sports Radio Network. Looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Unfortunately for the Columbia Central Lions, they fall to the Shelbyville Golden Eagles 29-27. to But, guys, what a game we had uh, as uh, both teams now are have congratulated one another. Coach Goff is giving his players some remarks uh, in the end zone, and I'm, I, I wouldn't, I'm not sure what he can say, but obviously he's got to be impressed with uh, the way they performed tonight. They had a great game. They were in this game all the way, just back and forth. I mean, I don't remember a game being this many lead changes. So, fantastic effort, but just not quite good enough for the Columbia Central Lions. Yeah, I, I mentioned uh, pre-game uh, what I thought this game would end up as. You know, I thought both teams had phenomenal athletes on both sides of the football. We saw that showcased all night long. Um, but I, I said it was going to come down to the line of scrimmage, and I said it was going to come down to which team made the least amount of mistakes. In my opinion, Columbia uh, ultimately lost both of those battles tonight, made a couple of mistakes, a couple of big penalties, an onside kick they weren't ready for, and ultimately those really those two plays cost them the game. And, uh, you know, the, the Shelbyville Central offensive line really had their way with Columbia's defensive line for most of the night. A lot of good plays uh, and a lot of, a lot of good things to work on and improve on for Columbia, but also a lot to work on. A, a really clean game last week here against Hunter's Lane, penalty-wise, uh, execution-wise, fundamentally-wise. This week, uh, I think they took a step back, in my opinion. And, you know, it was against a better opponent, but I think they kind of lost lost their cool a little bit, lost the momentum, and uh, faced some adversity that they just couldn't find themselves to come back out of there at the end. Yeah, I, I, I agree totally with everything but what both of you all said. I, I feel as though, you know, Shebeville came out with, like I said earlier, a kind of a three-headed monster between Chandler, Bailey, and De- DeLauder. 
they're bringing in fresh legs, uh, play after play, running the ball with their RPO and moving the ball kind of methodically down the field when they needed to, especially after the onside kick and being in such great field position. Columbia just didn't have an answer at that point. Um, and, uh, you know, there were, some, there were some mistakes in the kicking game. And, uh, you know, Columbia just came up, unfortunately, on the short end of the stick. And, just, uh, just a tough loss. But I, yeah. that, that, that onside kick really – Killed kind us. Of, that that, that kind of did us in, and then and then it was a, 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 a personal foul. Or a, the roughing the kicker too. Yeah, the roughing the kicker on the punt. Personal the, foul yeah. after the onside kick or something. Yeah, and Malik Smith a, had a personal foul after the onside kick. I think he said well, something to the referee. Yeah, and and you know, and those are just mental. Those yeah. are mental errors, and it, that you have to clean up if you're going to be. A winning program. That's just the bottom line. And Coach Golf and Coach Hall, the whole coaching staff will admit that. Yeah, and, and they've got it. And I, I believe this, this this football team is still capable of, of reaching those heights even this season. I think Shelbyville is probably the best team in our region. Uh, and these are going to be, you know, the one and two seeded teams at the end of this season in November. Uh, Columbia's got another chance to get back on track against Lawrence County next week. Um, and, I, and I think they will. So, yeah. <clears throat> There's scores uh, in the region tonight. Of course, Shelbyville 29 to 27 to go one and zero in the region, three and one on the year. Columbia Falls to two and two. Giles County all over Lawrence County. Columbia's next opponent, 42 to seven, and then Lincoln County Spring Hill. What do you think? I think Lincoln County got it done. 35 to nothing, Lincoln County. 14 to 12, wow. Lincoln County wow. over Spring Hill. So that was a, a region game. At one point. And then the, the other region game, you know, you thought we had an exciting game, which we did. But that's pretty exciting, 14 to 12. Franklin County gets their first win of the season in a region contest against Tallahoma, 17 to 16. So, hate that. Uh, <laughs> well, Spring Hill must have played some terrific defense in their second half of that game. And, Credit uh, Josh Taylor for that. And made that made that a, a ball game. Spring Hill uh, is turning turning the worm around, it seems like. Credit, give yeah. credit to, to Josh Taylor on that one for sure. And I think we can uh, move on into our, our, our player of the game here, presented by Caring Hearts Home Healthcare of Columbia. Although uh, the Lions did not get the victory tonight, you still got to give the player of the week nod to Caden McCoy. I don't know what his official stats are, but I think we've got 170 yards uh, along with At three least. touchdowns. Along with three touchdowns. Also caught a couple balls in there as well uh, and got upfield north and south. But 170 yards, three touchdowns. Jordan Davis had a heck of a game. That shoestring tackle that we talked about all night. Saved a touchdown. Along with the, the long touchdown pass that he caught from Case and Tice there in the third quarter, I believe. Um, it, was but, almost a, it was almost a coin flip between those two. We almost went co-players, but I think Cade McCoy with the 170 and the three, t- three TDs deserves. I mean, you just can't, you just deserves, can't fake deserves 170 the the and three you know. touchdowns, and that's why Caden McCoy is your Caring Hearts Home Health Care of Columbia player of the game tonight for week four. He even had, you remember, he had that little screen pass that came back after yeah. it was called back. So that was a 20-yard screen pass that he got. So yep. unfortunate for the Columbia Central Lions. But congratulations to Caden McCoy, the Caring Hearts Home Health Care of Columbia player of the game. So, fellas, next week Columbia will travel 
to Lawrence County. We'll be on the road in our second regional contest against Lawrence County. Their Lawrence County falls to two and two on the night as uh, they were defeated by Giles County. And Shelbyville travels. They've got another big game next week, but they're outside the region. They're going to Wilson Central, who took for tonight, they were undefeated, 3-0. and That's that non-region game at Wilson Central. So, And then uh, their Wilson Central was playing Green Hill tonight. Both okay. teams undefeated. I'd be interested to see who won that game. But I again, bet that's a heck of a game right there for yeah, sure. Definitely. Columbia goes back on the road for their second region game next week at Lawrence County. We'll have the broadcast hopefully beginning around 645 from Lawrenceburg next week. So that's going to wrap it up. Enjoy it, guys. Thank, Thank you all Thank for you putting for up being with me. Had a, had a terrific game tonight. We just came up a little bit short. Thank you for being here for the the game of the week on both 101.7 and 103.7. I'm Lee Maddox, joining with Lewis Maddox. I hope you'll join us again next Friday night as the Lions will travel to Lawrenceburg in another Region 5 contest. We'll have the broadcast beginning around 645 right here on Front Porch Sports Radio. Good night from Lindsey Nelson State.